here to do jazz hands. Yeah, we can't, yeah, we can't see, we can't see, can't uh, yeah, we can't see people's hands anyway. We are live. Welcome back to the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm Hank Strange. This is episode 134, and tonight we have some very special guests with us, and we're talking about um, the ATF, the NRA, uh, new regulations in regards to rate of fire and all that kind of stuff. First, what I want to do is go down the line here. This is in uh, no particular order, so I'm just going to start from the left side of my screen. And uh, we've got a picture here of a beautiful woman shooting a rifle. That would be Eric from Iraq Veteran 88. Did you just say Eric's a beautiful woman? <laughs> I can be for the right price. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm just well, he could be a woman. Thanks, I don't know about beautiful. Yeah. Well, if, so if anyone's wondering why there's like Eric's picture has like nice red hair and everything, because that's that's not really him. But uh, that's Mr. Rock Veteran. Uh, we, we had a logistical uh, kind of quandary to deal with. And unfortunately, I can't run video. So I'm running a snail, slow Internet. So I have to run audio. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hello, Tim. Hello, David. Awesome. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we appreciate it as well. And so I'm going to go down the line and uh, this is the Yankee Marshall, our first gray haired gentleman here. Everyone's going all gray. Never saw uh, jazz hands. You said you do jazz hands. Yeah, I, I do do jazz hands, but it didn't seem like any. Are you, are you willing you to do did, jazz did, hands? You didn't do the. You okay, do you're, that. If you're going to do jazz hands, I'll do jazz hands, too. Because like, the Some of these guys are all macho. You just gonna do I know all. I know these guys. They ain't macho. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on now. Tim has that CGI beard that he has, but that's about it. Yeah, that's a delayed oh, jazz hands. Is it just me and or does Tim range. sound like he's calling us from 1938? <laughs> all, all my range videos are uh, green screen, of course. Yeah, yeah. we're fake. Yeah. Right. Is my microphone not working? No, no that's better. Yeah, I, we can hear you and everything. You just well, I think first of all, he's in some kind of shipping container. So. <laughs> Yeah, I am. See that? It sounds like he's calling in on like an old rotary phone or something. Yeah. Well, because of that, that tin or, or the steel of the shipping container is creating that, uh, yeah. you know, that thing. So thanks for coming on, Yankee. We really appreciate it. You know, nice of you to join us. We'll see. Uh, okay. I think, I think, I think it will be nice. I think everyone's expecting it to be nice. Your wife and told me I had to be nice. She, oh, Lola, Lola said you had to be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You told me I had to put my big boy panties on and (laughs) not try to make anybody cry. Look at you. Okay, so you know know about the big, it's it's actually big girl panties. Yeah. If you're going to put on panties, put on the girl panties, not the boy panties. Mm, I'm not a big lace fan. No. Oh, okay. No, you can have, you can have silk, whatever you want in panties. So there you go. All right. And then down uh, the the next gray haired gentleman right there. This is Mac from Military Arms Channel. I'm still grayer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm going to start using just for men. I'm going to show up in a video and look 10 years younger. That's what I want to do. I just want to like charcoal black everything with shoe polish one day. Show up <laughs> with it painted on up here with the hairline painted on. Don't do it. That looks evil. Yeah. You know, that either looks evil or creepy. Let me tell you something. When my mohawk goes all gray, I'm keeping it. I'm going to look like that creature from uh, Gremlins. I'm yeah, totally okay with that. I always just assumed like that was weird. <laughs> You thought this was a wig? Yes, I'm still not convinced in a wig. Oh, okay. At least he's not wearing wearing that stupid beard thing he he wears. <laughs> Tim looks like he's reporting in from a, a old Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse uh, cartoon. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, let's see. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. And you got Marvin the Martian. Marvin over there. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. There's Harley Quinn in the middle. Yeah. There's Harley, yeah. Well, Harley Quinn is like the smallest one. And you, and, and you've got the, uh, what do we call him? The Duke? John Wayne. John Wayne I, yeah. I call it John Wayne. I don't know what you call him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is that, I, I thought they called John Wayne the Duke. I could be wrong. They did. They did. Yeah, he's still before your time, dude. He's, yeah. 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 What do you mean before my time? I'm 46 years old. Yeah. Before your time. Yeah. <laughs> back when we had black I still and white remember things you don't. <laughs> when John Wayne passed away, he probably had a pound of uh, steak undigested in his stomach. <laughs> I'm only I'm only six years older than you. You're six I, years. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm. Rough. I'm 49. I, yeah, that's rough. Changed. 49 years. It has. It, it, look at me. Yeah. I remember when he was all baby faced and everything, and then just something just. He started YouTube. He started YouTube, and he aged like 30 years in like three years. Yeah, it'll do it to you. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, YouTube, yeah. YouTube and the NRA. Yeah, and having and having a gun store. I don't know. Well, that's probably fun for you. I don't know. Well, that just means you're rich, right? Having a gun store. Yeah. I posted <laughs> this video the other day, and everybody's like, "Well, he owns a gun shop. Why should we buy anything from his channel?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I, 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 I'm partners in a gun shop that I don't work at, so I don't get a paycheck from. <laughs> yeah, and it's like owning a gun shop is almost like the. Uh, 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 volunteering for a soup kitchen these days. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I, much. <laughs> I refuse to have. I don't want a gun shop. I would rather have friends to have a gun shop. Yeah, I don't. It's like having a boat. You don't really want to have a boat because you just lose a ton of money. You just want to know people that own a boat. Yeah, absolutely. And the video I want to see from Mac the most is the video when he breaks out all his Rolexes that he has. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I got yeah, I have like a whole fleet of them. I have like like four safes full of them. Yeah, I can do that right now. I, I, I keep like that's how I, that's how I keep my Google money from blowing away. I just I weighed them down with Rolexes. Yeah, all those all those Benjamins. Yeah, I absolutely. made a video once where I was mocking uh, uh, weapons education. If anybody remembers weapons education. I remember he that. did his Rolex video. He's like, Rolex. And I was like, genuine Disney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a video with his cars. He had like a Rolls Royce and some yeah. other crazy expensive cars yeah. or something. Oh, really? This guy was a baller like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, a, he's like a, a, a state planner or something. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Financial Just, guy. And he's got yes. a really hot wife. Oh, okay. Well, that always helps. So, you know, I don't know if everyone here is into watches. I know Yankee showed a watch. What is that watch you have, Yankee? What, what? A, a Galaxy Gear S3 Classic. Okay, very cool. I wear okay, a smart so- watch because I, I want my watch to actually do something. My- oh, okay. That's cool. Mac, what about you? What you got? Nothing. Nothing? You got nothing on the... Okay, Eric... Because he doesn't want to show us the Rolex, that's why. What is it, Mac? Well, it's, it's, it's the new digital Rolex. Uh, it's just a Garmin. It's a Garmin uh, Phoenix oh. 5. Okay. okay. See, that does something. It doesn't it just does sit there and tell you what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Eric, what you got, man? Show us your watch. Well, you know... You know, I'm, I'm like one sixteenth Cherokee, so I just look up at the sun and figure oh, out what time boy. it is. <laughs> he just walked out, put the stake in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth yeah. Warren's first cousin. Yeah, you seriously, you don't have you don't have a watch on. You can tell us. I, what I are you wear? What are you wear wearing right now? What are you wearing right now? I don't want to know the answer to that question. No, I'm comfortable. There's a reason he doesn't have video. Tell us what are you wearing? No, believe me. Uh, uh, what do you mean? What am I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm just sitting here. 
Oh, okay. The people want to know. Okay, so I'm I'm rocking a tag. That's actually a tag Hoyer. There you right go. There. Look at you, man. So, you are the Hoyer. Is that how you say it? I always call it Tag Howard. No, oh, I think I believe it's Tag Hoyer, but I could well, be wrong. I, I, I don't That's think the, I've ever owned a watch that was more than fifty dollars. Oh, oh, except okay. for this. This is uh, that smartwatch yeah, is more than fifty bucks. So, yeah, I'm I'm in that club. I, I've never really owned a, a overly fancy watch. I think for one one point I had a little Luminox watch and I lost it or something happened to it. I've never really been much of a watch guy myself. Oh, okay. I'm I too easy. I always shatter the crystals on them and stuff. Oh, okay. I was into it and then I got out of it and now I'm actually getting back into watches and stuff like that. I just like it because it's something else mechanical. So, all right. So Lola wants me to stick to the program here and uh, talk about what, you know, why we're having this conversation. Uh, from, from my point of view, the reason is um, I thought it would be good for us to talk about everything going on with the NRA in regards to the shooting that happened in Las Vegas. And then you know, everyone's calling for more gun grabbing, right? More rules, more regulations, take guns not, away from people. Not Go everybody, just, just the NRA. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, and the Republicans. Yes. And the Republicans. And, yeah. and the Democrats. <laughs> and the Demo- well, the Democrats were already doing it. So it was sure. like, that's like, that's nothing new. That's like, you know, saying, you know, cats meow. But oh, wait, I thought if the ATF was going to consider a regulation, a legislation would magically stop. I mean, it, that chess playing strategy didn't work. Uh, I don't know. So here, let's start with the story for the people who don't know. Let's start. Let's start with that, Mac. And by the way, I would like to remind everyone that's watching. I think we got like over 500 people watching. Please thumbs up this video. We appreciate that. Click the thumbs ups, share it and make sure you subscribe to Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. That's the channel that you're watching this on. I would uh, deeply appreciate it. So let me see. Who am I going to pick out of this to tell us the story? Mac, how about you? You tell us. Okay. Well, you tell us. <laughs> like, where do I start? We'll, so, we'll argue with you if we don't believe your timeline of like start from the shooting in Las Vegas. All right. So, so what happened after Las Vegas is immediately the uh, the NRA came out with a, a, a joint statement from Chris and Wayne. Let me look it up and I'll read the passage that got them in the most trouble. Adam Kraut did a really good job analyzing it. Uh, let me find it here. Joint statement. All right. So. It's still on their website. They haven't taken it down, but it, it says, um, all right, let me highlight it for myself because I have a hard time reading. Uh, put your glasses right. on, old man. Yeah, okay. Well, you are a so Marine. here we go. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been eating crayons all day. All right, so here we go. Uh, despite the fact that the Obama administration approved the sale of bump stocks on at least two occasions, the National Rifle Association is calling on the BATF uh, to immediately review whether these devices comply with federal law period. That's where they should have stopped. Here's where they put their foot in their mouth, and Adam Kraut would agree. The NRA believes that devices designed to allow semi-automatic firearms or rifles, I'm sorry, to function like fully automatic rifles should be subject to additional regulations. And what regulation could they possibly be talking about? Well, that regulation obviously is the NFA, and that's how they regulate firearms, the NFA. They would want to deem them to be machine guns. Um, we thought perhaps it was just a mistake that, that uh, maybe somebody that Ackerman McQueen just jumped the gun and, and made a stupid comment. No. Uh, what's what's accurate? What, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off there, except we should probably explain what's Ackerman McQueen. Ackerman McQueen is the PR agency. Uh, there's a great, if you go to uh, truth about guns and ammo land, they, I think they both ran a story about the history of the NRA and the, the corruption and power brokering and all the stuff that goes on. Um, and just how broken that organization is and how it's about making a, you know, 
certain people filthy rich and you know people jockeying for power and it, it's a, it's an incredible twisted tale that that would make a great novel uh, a fiction novel you would think because the sad part is in and of its fiction it's actually true um so that wound up later chris wallace did an interview with um i'm sorry uh, not uh, chris cox did an interview with with wallace and uh, he followed up. He doubled down on stupid, and he said that the NRA believes that any device that allows a you know semi-automatic firearm to behave like a fully automatic, automatic firearm should be subject to regulation. Um, and and so the narrative has been since then that the NRA is playing a chess game. They called for the ATF to review this, uh, and and in their infinite wisdom. You know, the ATF has already ruled twice that the, the, the stocks aren't NFA items. And so they're, they're calling, uh, this chess game is calling the BATF uh, upon them to, to give us a third uh, you know, verdict saying it's still not something that's to be regulated. Well, in the past two determinations, there were no regulations proposed and there was no comment period. So when you see the NRA spokespeople going out there, I call them paid actors. If you see their, 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 the people that they pay to be the face of the NRA on social media and other places, they're going out there saying that, um, you know, just be quiet. You're, you're holding up the system by doing the comments, period. Don't bother the ATF. NRA's got your back. Nothing bad's going to happen. Just let the ATF do its thing. You're just making it worse by going there and trying to defend your rights by making a comment. Well, like I said, the only problem with that is, is that we've never had a comment period before anything other than regulations change. And so both Eric and I did an interview with uh, uh, Rick Vasquez, which is the former uh, firearms technology branch director. And he's saying, guys, you better be scared because the ATF is working on a regulation. They're trying to find a way through the law to regulate rate increasing devices and leaving it that open ended. So when the NRA mouthpieces tell you, um, don't worry about it, they're just going to determine it's, it's not an NFA item again, the past two times that they've done that, they never put any proposed regulation out for comment. That just happened. That means a regulation is coming. coming. That means ATF is preparing to squash our Second Amendment rights. We don't know what they're going to do. Rick Vasquez gave us some idea of what uh, ATF is probably considering, and that includes things as, as, as bad as if you fire a firearm faster than, say, some arbitrary number like one round per second, you're bump firing your AK without the assistance of any devices. And you've seen me do it many times in video because I'm mocking this whole charade. Uh, I can bump fire a rifle and make it sound like a machine gun. If you do that, potentially you could become a felon, much like they tried to do with the braces. It's a pistol, then it's an SBR illegally. If you touch it to your shoulder, you take it away, now it's a pistol. Now, if you have a semi-automatic firearm and you fire it just a little bit too quickly, for that brief moment in time, you're now a felon because you're in possession of an illegal machine gun. So that's where we're at now. We just passed uh, in January, the end of January, we got past the 30-day window uh, for comments. And it was us and social media and gun owners of America that were trying to get people to go make comments because that's how we hold this whole mechanism up and, and, and throw a wrench into it. We've done it with M855 Ball. The NRA remained silent. They didn't ask their members to go comment. They didn't try. They're saying that they want the ATF to make this go away, but they're not having their members, aren't even telling their members what they're really doing. And they didn't even call upon their membership to go gum up the, the works and, well, and tell the ATF not to do Yeah, yeah go, um, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'm thinking I'm a little time. too fair, actually, because the NRA, this whole story that they came up after the fact about playing chess while we're playing checkers, like they're so much smarter than us, which I find offensive. Uh, 
is bullshit and doesn't even hold water if you subject it to the slightest bit of scrutiny because they didn't say these things shouldn't be regulated and the ATF has already decided that. They said they should be regulated, but it shouldn't be done. We don't need any new laws. The ATF can just do it is what they opened. They opened the door. I think that's how a lot of us saw it, right? Yeah, and we lost this battle already because the NRA allowed the battle to be fought. When they the NRA, demanded it. When the NRA created this battle, when they said, hey, they basically acquiesced to the notion that the ATF can just randomly ban things simply because they're no longer popular. When they acquiesced to that idea, then they created that reality for all gun owners. They set us back decades as far as gun rights are concerned. They, they made us go with our dicks in our hands to the ATF and beg to keep something that they had no right to regulate in the first place. So people keep thinking, well, we could still win because they might not ban them. We would still have lost horribly yeah. because we even had to accept the reality that this was a fight we had to fight because they had the power to take it away. And the NRA created, the, the NRA basically through crafting this reality, handed the ATF governing powers over the people of, the, of this country, carte blanche. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, on top of that, I just want to I mean, I just want to add and then I, and then I want to go to Eric so that I can get it. Um, I can get a specific reaction from him. But I think on top of that, what they are also saying to us is, listen, this is just like the whole 3D chess thing of it is they're only going to ban bump stocks. That's it. No one gives a shit about that. Right. That they're only going to go after that. Yeah, ATF absolutely. Say anything about bump stocks. It wasn't even in their verbiage. They're talking about rate increasing devices. A 30 round magazine can be argued that it's a rate increasing yeah. device. Yeah, but they were talking three but, but they're, it's a rate increasing device. Right. And they're, but they're making it the bump stock thing because that's what the guy used in Vegas. Most yeah, of that's us, the like, lie they're telling to the people because yeah, exactly. everybody goes, oh, we don't. Well, it, it, it's like um, when Hickok said, we don't want to fall on our swords over bump stocks. It's not about the bump stocks. Nobody's talking about bump stocks. They're talking about rate increasing devices. And I, that I don't means even care if it was any, bump stocks. Even yeah. if they no, said the, deliberately, if they said fucking bump stocks, semantics. I will still fall on my sword over bump stocks because this it's isn't just giving away bump stocks. It's giving the ATF the power to create rules out of nothingness. Yeah, and right. setting precedent. Set it. Okay, but let me go lying to everybody. I just want right, to say they're lying to everybody. Everybody's convinced. Even GOA kept saying bump stock, bump stock. The ATF isn't talking about bump stocks. The legislation isn't talking about bump stocks. They're talking about rate increasing devices, that open nebulous term, just like the Gun Control Act of 1968 and the Sporting Purposes Clause. You can't bring in a Glock 42 from overseas because it's not sporting. It's open-ended, and a bureaucracy called the BATF gets to arbitrarily decide what is sporting and what isn't. Now we've given them, the NRA is giving them the power or, or demanding they are given the power to say, well, if your gun's capable of firing more than one round per second, it's now a machine gun. Right. So it, it has nothing to do with bump stocks. But I, that's for selling it to the, the average American as a ban on bump stocks. Oh, you're just giving up bump stocks. And that's the thing that bothers me. have never even owned one. So they're going, like, okay, that's it. They're but lying to That doesn't to matter. Us. Even if it was it, just bump stocks, even if that was true. I, I understand that, Yankee. But, but, I'm, but I'm, just, I'm not, that I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that I am mad at the morons who fucking watch our channel and say, it's just bump stocks. Who cares? You're a fucking moron if you say that, because basically what you're saying is, hey, I don't care if the government takes a right I don't care about. If the government can take any right, they 
can take all your rights yeah. and you are, are acknowledging exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, absolutely. that's the broader view absolutely. of it. But my, yeah, my problem right now is, is I'm just trying to get people to understand it's not about the bump stock, stupid. It's it's they're trying to regulate semi-automatics. What we're going to see happen if this regulation change happens and it's as open-ended as Rick Vasquez told us it was going to be, we'll have Canadian-style gun laws in 10 years. As soon as we get an anti-gun president in there, they're going to say by executive order, ATF, now 30-round magazines are rate-increasing devices. Go ban them. Yeah, and absolutely. the bad part is, is we're watching these laws pass, and they're, as they're passing at the state level, they're not even grandfathering them. They're talking in some cases, if, if, under certain circumstances, you could, I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but you could get up to life in prison for being in possession of one. Yeah, uh, uh, listen, ridiculous. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I know you're passionate. I know you're passionate. But I, here's what I want to get from Eric, uh, if he's still there. I hope he's still there. Eric, what, what I'd like to know is when all of this went down after Vegas and everything came out, you know, with um, the NRA and, and everything and people talking about 3D chess and all this stuff, what was your gut reaction to all of this? Well, first, let me say, man, I feel like I'm going to have to go take me a cold shower after that exchange. <laughs> man, I can feel the heat from here. Man, I don't know what to think about that. How can I follow up to that? I mean, how how can I follow that? How can I follow Tim and his bravado? No, he's right. Tim's right, though. My reaction, my initial reaction was very much, I mean, I agree with both uh, David and, uh, and Tim on this, is that, you know, the NRA literally passed a torch to the ATF on this. They gave them the torch. That's all they did. And it it really was just horrible to hear that news. And we were all pissed about it. I mean, because we saw the implications for what, uh, you know, it could mean for us. I mean, we, we're all basically in the same, you know, cut from the same cloth and thinking the same way here. Uh, the implications are very, very scary to think about because like Tim said, it's about rate increasing devices. And that's a very open-ended thing. It could go any direction. And the thing that I've been confused about is why with this current administration, you know, we've got the House, we've got the Senate, we've got a purport, reportedly program president. All right, let's just say that for what it is. Say, say he is program, whatever. Okay. So if we have this dream team, right, if we're in control, quote unquote, in control, then why aren't we picking from program bills like they're on a freaking checkers menu? We ought to be able to go and go, yep, I want this, yep. I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want it now. And there's no other excuse than, all right, do it. This is what you ran on. This is what you said you would do. So do it. Who cares what the ATF thinks? Who cares what the NRA thinks or GOA or anybody? At the end of the day, we ought to be able to, and that's probably going to be the only time I say that, I promise. We ought to be able to just be picking from these pro-gun bills like we're picking off a damn dinner menu. Okay. That's I mean, I don't understand how hard that is. And, and the <laughs> thing is, for that to come out in that way, and for them to come out with that statement, I think they really jumped the gun. And I think that's where a lot of us are mad because they employed a tactic that maybe in their mind they were they were going about the right tactic or whatever. But the problem is they should have given them that benefit of the doubt. There's no way they're that stupid. Well, here, here, I know, David, they, but I'm saying that, that they they went with they, they made a very dumb statement and they, they should have went, they should have let cooler heads prevail and they should have released a, a very just simple and straightforward statement. And, and pass the ball to law enforcement in that, hey, we're going to allow law enforcement to do their job and we're going to allow them to investigate what happened. And when and, and I'm referring to Vegas, not mm. with the bump stock right. issue. Right. And then and we're going to let them conduct their investigation and then we're going to help them in any way we can. And, and then once all of the, the facts come back about what happened, then 
we will make a decision and 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 well give the, some the ironic on what the ironic thing about all of this, Eric, excuse me, the ironic thing is we are more likely to get regulation on this stuff years before we find out what the hell happened in Las Vegas. That's the ironic right, thing but, about all but of this. But offering, offering a determination on something, offering an opinion on something without having all of the facts in makes you no different than the, the sides that we're no. fighting against. The <laughs> second amendment... <laughs> But that's not what they did even. They didn't just speak out of ignorance. They took a very calculated anti-gun position and crammed it down our throats and then bitched at us. David, I'm not not denying that. But what I'm saying is the Second Amendment is not not about emotion. It's not about, oh, well, we're going to do a knee-jerk reaction. The Second Amendment is concrete. It is factual. It is calculated. It is exact. Shall not be infringed. It's very, very simple. I, don't I agree with that. I, yeah, I, think, I think we all agree with that here on this panel, right or wrong. Uh, Yankee, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I'm just okay. I'm just I'm just worried about people giving the NRA too much credit here. Don't think the NRA accidentally stumbled into something that they did stupid. No, they very calculatedly did something that they wanted to do and told us shut up about it because yeah. we're not smart enough to understand I, I why they, they want to do this it. Lo- I believe they had this loaded. I, I don't Let me tell you, guys, they, they told I, I don't us think, why they did it. Yeah. Their mouthpieces have already told us why they did it. Their mouthpieces are saying, well, the NRA, uh, it was, it was, we were worried about Republicans caving, and they were. We had Carbello that re- proposed a law, but we in social media shut him down. That law went away, and that's just it. This should be handled legislatively, not through a bureaucracy, because our legislators, we can hold accountable. We cannot hold accountable the BATF. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to do, and they've done it time and time again, and there is no accountability. It's just like when the IRS started targeting conservative groups, they just – said, we're not going to tell Congress anything. Screw you. We're not even going to show up to your hearings. There's, there's no accountability at the, bureau, the bureaucratic level. But what the NRA did is typical NRA nonsense. They said, oh, we're just providing cover for the Republicans that are being weak-kneed, and, and we need to give them some cooling off time, and we're just going to punt this to the BATF, and they're just going to kick it back over the wall later and say, yeah, it's still not illegal, and then it's just all going to magically go away, and we're going to yeah, take the power away from Congress. It's what, what all one big lie. Let me finish. What, what kind of <laughs> conversations are occurring behind closed doors, though? You know what I mean? Like, how do we know that? that. You know? So. So it's one big lie. Yes, they wanted to take the, the, the responsibility away from the Republican Party because they don't want the Republicans passing or anybody passing that bill. They would rather have the ATF come out and say, yes, bump stocks and, and uh, echo triggers and binary triggers and all these other things are illegal. And now they have what they want. They have a scared population once again that's, that now is, now is fearful of these regulations that are not grandfathered. They're going to come in and take away Anything that the ATF or any administration that is in control of that ATF, whenever they say, oh, you know what, now three gun triggers are illegal, now 30-round mag- magazines are illegal, that puts money in the NRA's pocket because they get to send out emails saying, you know, these, these uh, bureaucrats are taking away your rights, send us money so we can stop it now, but they created the boogeyman. This is a very calculated move on their part. They're, they're wanting the ATF to do this, and we know this is a fact because at private email from Marion Hammer, a past president of the NRA, an email leaked, which she sent to the entire board of directors at the NRA, and she admitted that the NRA never has wanted us to have machine guns ever. That's why they gave them up in 1986 and, and lied to everybody saying they would fight it in court and never lifted a finger to do so. And, she would, and the NRA was shocked and appalled when the ATF said that bump stocks were legal. So this is all 
and, and we're being lied to by the people that, yeah. that represent well, I mean, the NRA. Also, I saw, Wayne LaPierre, I saw Wayne LaPierre doubling down on the fact that the NRA was for uh, banning machine guns. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's that, that's from that's from Marion Hammer and, and a private communication that was made public. Um, NRA, look, even when even when I was in the good graces of the NRA for that short period of time, when I thought that they could be reformed, I now realize how dumb I was. Um, and I told you so. Yeah, you did, and you have rights to tell me so because you did say I'm going to tell. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to have rights to say I told you so, and you're right. <laughs> so, um, okay, so. Check one off, Yankee. Yeah, I know, right? one I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Wayne Lapierre and the, and those clowns, um, they live on this. They if and if, if you don't believe me, go watch the interview. It's it's I posted on my link on Facebook. I I, I post the interview with Chris Cox where he says that a, that they believe NRA they believe that you know any device that makes a semi-automatic function like a fully automatic should be regulated, aka yeah. banned. Um, yeah. You can find Marion Hammer's email just by searching for it. All you have to do is 10 minutes of research to find out you're being lied to. And these paid mouthpieces from the NRA and social media are, are running cover for them. And they're saying, oh, well, they were playing chess while you're just playing checkers. And really, this is a great strategy. The only problem is, is we've never had the ATF put out for comment a proposed regulations change that would basically redefine what a machine gun is and further encroach on what a semi-automatic is. And we're being lied to by these people. Um, and I'm, and we're not making them happy by exposing them because I got a text message from one of them. But you know what? You're the one telling the lies. And if you don't know that you're telling the lies, then you're just naive. Either way, you're still hurting us. So or, or worse, the big aspects or, or of it right there. Go ahead. Yeah, or worse, if you're being compensated to tell a lie. That's yeah, even yeah. worse because you're selling well, out your fellow, mm, fellow yeah. brothers and sisters. Right. I mean, so Hickok that, and Colin Noir. I'll just say their names. But uh, and James Yeager. But uh, here's the thing: we're also the, the thing you hit on. That's the key. They this to them was a calculated fundraising event because they like the fact that the ATF doing it is worse. Because if the if if senators X and Y had done it, well, the next year we'd be mad and we'd try to vote them out. Right. Because they want, because the ATF does it now, they like, oh, there's nothing we can do, so we have to ship our, you know, hand our wallets to the NRA so they can do something, and that's what they wanted. That's all they wanted this to end up in being is they wanted us to be infringed. They wanted our rights to be shoved back a dozen years so that they can say, give us your wallets so we can get you back those rights that just got taken away from you. They just leave out the part that they are the ones that, that caused them to be taken right. away. But, they, created the whole but they planned it. They planned yeah. it, though. They've done but that right. a dozen times throughout history, and I've told people every time they do it. And 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 the one thing I get upset about is people are like, and and I've, I know some people in here are big fans of Adam Kraut. I'm not because I say, dude, you're disingenuous if you think you can change the NRA from within. Even Pete Brown, now the president of the board, knows he can't do anything to change the NRA from within. The only way we're going to change the NRA is burn it to the fucking ground. When your house is burning, you don't try to rebuild it while it's still on fire. You burnt, let it burn to the ground, you clear the ash, and then you rebuild. And that's what we got to do with the NRA. We have to burn it to the fucking ground, clear the ash, and start over. And we won't be undefended in that time because we got the GOA sitting right there that's already just already pretty much as big as the NRA already in the last year. 
it's just, a, it's just a funding shift that it needs. It just needs a funding shift. But let me say, let me say this. I, I agree with you in that just Adam Kraut alone cannot do it mm-hmm. because even the whole the, board can't do it. Yeah, the whole well, board. If every fucking board member on there voted to the maximum power they had, they could change the fucking letterhead color and font. That's all they could do. If you read the beat bylaws of the NRA, after the massacre that happened the first time, they rewrote every governing law of the NRA. The, all the power rests in the hands of people like Cox, LaPierre, that outside lobbying group. No power resides with the board. It is a figurehead position. It is a okay. position to get into to curry political favor to curry financial favors with companies, and that's all it is. Okay. But Adam so, Crow posted half the board members don't even show up to vote. Let me just get this from uh, I want I want to get this um, on this particular subject of what Yankee just said. I want to get this from, from both you and Eric, and I'll start with you, Tim. So do you agree with what Yankee just said that it's pointless um, to try to change the board? I think that the NRA is so horribly broken. Uh, I don't know what exactly the powers the board does and doesn't have. All I know is, is from the board members that I've spoken with, um, basically Marion Hammer and her crew, uh, it, and you'll notice like Marion Hammer put out a list of 25 people. And on that list, she, these are the 25 people that she says you should vote into the NRA board. These are all Wayne LaPierre yes men and women. These are the same people. Go Google, and this is what I always tell people, they say, oh, you're just, you're just fear-mongering, and the NRA is the best thing that's ever happened to defend our rights. Really, spend 10 minutes Googling the NRA, and you're going to find out just how corrupt and dirty they are and all the stuff they've pulled over the years. And if you want to find out how much Wayne LaPierre makes to make yourself sick, go ahead and Google NRA tax 990. That's a 990 form that every nonprofit has to file, and go look at Wayne LaPierre's salary. What he wants is a board stacked with a bunch of yes men. So when he goes in and says, I need another million bucks a year to be a face of the organization, they all go, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. What's his salary? What's his salary? Uh, the last, I, I, I don't remember what, it, I mean, I, last time I saw it was 1.4 million, but I think it's gone up from there. I know he has okay. like a $4 million parachute, golden parachute. And, so if he ever gets fired, he'll get paid $4 million. He doesn't even require a board vote to raise his salary. Their chief financial officers can actually make changes without board approval. In fact, they can override board approval if the board says the other way and make the changes. The power no longer resides with the board. All you got to check is their corporate structuring. The board has is the board is no longer a board of directors. It's just a figurehead board. Right. Okay. So, so Eric, make, this is important. This, the mm-hmm. board is simply a placebo to make the members of the NRA think that they actually have a voice in the organization yeah, they have none. That, that, that they entrust with their Second Amendment rights. And it is absolutely foolish to trust any one person or organization for, to, to protect your rights. You need to be active politically yourself. You can join these other groups, but don't think for a minute that you can trust any one man or any one group to protect your rights. Okay. So, Eric – Uh, On this same question, where do you come down? Okay, so my perspective is very, very similar to both Tim and David's perspective, is that the board is designed to fail. They they have made the board so inefficient on purpose. That's why it has 76-plus members or whatever, because it's designed to be inefficient. It's designed to be slow-moving. It's designed to be this, this political placebo that has no use. It's just there. So, yeah, it's it's a big issue. And, you know, like I understand Yankee's perspective when it comes to, uh, you know, him not supporting Adam Kraut. I, I totally get that. I understand where he's coming from. Um, 
the thing is, you know, it has to change eventually. And, but, you know, how how is one guy, I mean, like, how is Adam going to be able to do anything against 70, 75 other people or 76 other people that obviously don't give a crap what he says, don't give a crap what his opinion is, in fact, hates him probably, hates him because he's a rabble rouser. And the thing is, the board did not nominate Adam. Adam got nominated through petition, which is a much more honest and straightforward way to do it in terms of getting nominated to the board. Now, regardless of whether or not the board is, a, is an efficient animal or not, or regardless of what its, its overall use may or may not be or what the perception may or may not be, the bottom line is at least Adam is going through petition to get put on the ballot rather than just a bunch of cronies on the board uh, playing political elbowing and going, hey, let's get this person in there. Well, well, who's this person? Well, this is just some person that we know is going to be a yes man, so we're just going to put him on the ballot. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you should vote for him. Screw that crap. I mean, it's kind of like I would not want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. And I feel the same way about Adam Kraut. If you know the board is nothing but favors and power and no actual real ability to change anything, then why do you want to be a member of it? If you know it's not, if you know it's a dishonest thing, if you know you're not going to be able to accomplish anything being there, if you're saying, hey, all these being in politics, politics these days is nothing but corruption. So elect well, me as a politician. If, be, if you want to be a part of it, why would you want, if you really believe it, that you want to change it, why would you want to even be part of it now? Burn it to be, the ground. Because, and, and I agree with you, David, but because, because the reason I think that is because the board is made up of a bunch of yes men and FUDs and yes men and women and people that are obviously don't give a crap. So it wouldn't if matter you, if, if me, you, you and Tim became the only fucking board members tomorrow. If we became the only three board members and we voted, we're going to change this, 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 and this, the people with the actual power would be like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Exactly. They, they would go, all right, well, you know, you three want this, but guess what? We don't give a crap. We this actually have the legal power to, right. to override so, you. And so, let me, so, exactly. let me, so let me, so let me just to, you know, just to keep this focused. All right. So we're at this point. Regardless, you know, even if we say that, OK, we could change the NRA over time, we don't have that amount of time. Something's coming down soon. And, you know, we could, you know, the, the pendulum's going to swing politically and all of that. We're running out of time every well, day. So here's the thing. Basically, what do we do now? They have, made sure, they have made sure that that cannot occur by having so many board members and making the system so inefficient. And like Dave said, basically bullcrap, like not getting anywhere not being able to actually have any real power by making the system that way, they have ensured that they can keep their political yes men and their and their bobbleheads on top. It's it's basically if you think about it, it's better to think of it like a pyramid scheme. It really it literally is a pyramid scheme, and it's it's a system of organized crime in a way. Yeah, so like it's no different than the way a crime syndicate works. Right, I agree with you. It seems like it seems like a mafia type thing to me. So here's a question, Eric, and I'm going to start with you. Okay, we're here. What do, you know, and I and I've seen you say this before. I've had these conversations with lots of people, including Mac. At this point, at this point of time, what we're doing, the kind of things that we do, the way that we communicate with people and we represent people, and uh, people believe in us, follow us, and all that kind of stuff, support what we're doing. I think maybe not individually, but collectively, we have a lot of power. So we're here and we're having this conversation. What do we do? What do we do no, from here? I disagree what with do we do you that we have point? power. 
totally disagree with you that we have any power. Even as members, we have no power in the NRA because if you look at their financial, no, I'm not. I'm sorry, Yankee. If you look at the financial reports of the NRA, they no longer make very much money off membership dues. Their membership, actual paying members, has fallen to the a super low level. I would be willing to bet that they are actually no bigger than the GOA already, and. Uh, the, they have fallen to this level. They don't care about our dues. They don't care about what we say because all their money is coming from large donors and manufacturers. And as long as that's happening, that's all they care about. And the only people that are going to make any change in the NRA or destroy the NRA and get rid of the NRA and rebuild it are manufacturers. And then we're only going to start doing that when we start saying, hey, mm-hmm. if Midway USA is going to do the NRA roundup at the end of the thing, I'm not buying from uh, Midway NRA USA anymore. Right. If Ruger is going to send me a free NRA membership every time I buy an NRA, a Ruger gun, I ain't buying a Ruger gun anymore because yeah. it's already so, so, so then we do matter, so then we do so that's what i was referring to like we do have we maybe don't have any power with the nra we maybe can't sway politicians but we have some kind of power we still we right. still do i believe you know what, guys? we could stop the nra's plot with the atf we can stop it very very simply because trump got into office on the backs of gun owners if he didn't have the vote of gun owners he would not have won the white house and he knows that and if he doesn't know that, he's going to learn a very yeah. But how did he lesson. how did he get but, the gun owners behind him? The on. NRA just approved him. And okay, yeah. Okay. He, but we can petition him now while we're waiting for the ATF to come up with this proposed regulation that they're going to probably release sometime after midterms, so it doesn't negatively affect a Democrat or Republican. They don't want to be seen as political, so this 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 new regulation won't show up until after midterms, most likely. What we can do until then is go right to Donald Trump. Contact him through whitehouse.gov. Write a letter to him, a nice, polite, short and to the point letter saying, we oppose the scheme by the BATF and in support by the NRA to ban rate increasing devices. Please just uh, instruct your director of the ATF to stop this proposed regulations change. The president of the United States is who the ATF director reports to. He reports to Jeff Sessions and he reports to uh, Donald Trump. So we can start blowing up Donald Trump's inbox, just like we blew up Carbello's inbox, and we can see change that way because elected officials will respond to us when they get thousands or hundreds of thousands of emails or phone calls. Um, the BATF doesn't care. The politicians care because we can vote them out of office. They still remember after 1994, we saw a turnover in Congress because of Clinton's assault weapons ban. That was so negative that gun owners came out of the woodwork to vote out the Democrats. And many of the people on the Hill still remember that. And Donald Trump, if he's well read, will remember that event, too. And if he betrays us and lets this happen, he's not going to have my vote in four years. Well, yeah. So three years. Yeah, I told I I agree with you on that. But here's the thing, like just so that we can get this straight, what I mean, because the, the direction that I'd like this conversation to go is relative to this. Five years ago, when I first went to SHOT Show, I remember there was this meeting that they had at SHOT Show, the NSSF and the NRA. And there were some writers that I met that were in the meeting. And I said to them, what's the, because they were very fascinated by me being a YouTuber and all that stuff. I wanted, I was like taking the bus out to the desert to media day. And they were fascinated by the whole YouTube thing. So this, this writer that I met told me that this meeting was about us was about the YouTube guys, the content creators, the influencers, however you want to put it. And I said, what was it about us? And he said, they were trying to figure out how to control you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? I know, I've heard that before. Yeah, I'm and sure then after, 
Right. After that, and we talked about this earlier, after that, you got what happened when all of a sudden there were a bunch of cool people out there uh, talking for us. And, and, you know, we were with it. I was with it myself. We were, we were like we were happy that the NRA pulled people in and everything and and they were trying don't, don't but ultimately, we were with it because <laughs> I worked with it. Well, yeah, but ultimately what they were what they were doing there was this is how we're gonna control these guys. But they cannot do that because anyone can start up a YouTube channel, anyone can get out there and build an audience. We've done it. And and the the, the question I'm trying to ask you guys really is like exactly where do we go from here if we organize and we put you know our resources together and stuff like that i think we could do something so where do we go from here who wants to who wants to start with that uh, i'll take it hank so <laughs> no, no one wants to say that. okay go ahead no, i mean look look the thing is you youtube i mean in in some way shape or form you have to think about why people care about what people like us have to say whether it's tim or yankee or you or anybody else that's on this, it, I think that really it comes down to, it, it really is, it's an honor thing. I mean, like when you see somebody face-to-face and you get to know like their content and what kind of person they are, you you sort of feel like you have a relationship with that person. You get to know them. You understand, you know, like the stuff they do with their kids or the things that they do and, you know, all the things that that just that make up what their life is. And the reason that, and I, I'm, I promise I'm getting to a point here, the point is we're real people. You know what I mean? We're not some talking head, bullcrap spokesman at a company. We're not uh, we're just real people. We're not actors. We're real people sharing real views. And I think people ha- it, that resonates with people. They understand, like, you know, how can how can you look at Tim and watch his videos and not know that he's a genuine guy? You know what I mean? Or, or Dave, like, you because know, most yeah, of it's CGI. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you're right. His Matt Damon, you, I'm a woman, right? Yeah. But, There's no, no way Matt is actually hitting targets. I just got to say, the they is, just have watch, to they airbrush out all the wires and right. Pulleys. The thing is, you watch David's videos, and it's like you know, Yankee has a a certain way of coming across, and some people like it, and some people don't like it. But you know what? It's perspective that matters. Yeah, and he and his his emotion is real. His emotion is real. Perspective. I have a yeah. I have a, the where, where does that come into play? Well, guess what? what? Why are we relevant to the situation? All we are is part of a giant microcosm of other people that are exactly like us. So the way that you use that to your advantage, the way that we use it to our collective advantage is we simply just be ourselves and people will sort things out on their own. And all you really have to do is just put things out there, be passionate, be real about it, which we are, we all are. You know, it's it's hard to... It's hard to match Tim's bravado, but we're all very, very serious about what we do here. And people resonate with that. They, they understand like, wow, you know, this guy's telling me to contact my reps, contact my senators. Look, grassroots level activism is exactly what we are doing. We have the power that they are desperately trying to harness, whether it's through uh, all the things that they do or all the money they take in at the end. Well, not at the end of the chat or whatever <laughs> look, we'll what it, the day. you know you know what okay you said it there you go but <laughs> what what it ends up being basically is we we all are just people and we're all just regular ass people that are just happen to be well known and that resonates with people when folks see the kind of person you are how you are on camera the way you handle yourself they they relate to that and when you tell them hey we're going to go march on the Capitol steps or we're going to write our senators and our congressmen. We're going to tell them enough is enough or we're going to go to the board or we're going to go to NRA and tell them, look, you guys are full of crap. and We don't like what you're doing. We're not we're not 
you know, reaching out to all these people for our own health, all we are is speaking to peers. And when they subscribe to your channel, when they subscribe to Yankee, they subscribe to Tim, they subscribe to you, or any other program YouTube channel, they are subscribing to the fact they are saying they are they are bumping your el their, your elbow together and they're going, look, we're with you, man. We get it. We get what you're trying to say. We're subscribing to what you have to say. That's what that means. When somebody watches your content, when somebody consumes your content, it's because what you have to say matters. And the thing is, we are just part of a giant microcosm of people that are pro 2A. And we reach a lot of people. People are sick of it. They, they like people like us because we're just regular dudes that just happen to be well-known. And I think, I, I hate to say the word using that, but sort of making that work. And, yeah. and just, so, we're not using it. We're just stating the I think they want, they, want us, they want us to do this. The people want us to do this. They're, they're, you know, it's not just that we want to do it. They're like, hey, guys, we're with you. Let's do this right. shit. You know, right. you're the I mean, ones that, you know, are, yeah. that, that are out there and, and we're telling you, let's do this. We got your back. To your yeah, point, I mean, Hank. Exactly. Mm. To, to your point, Hank, uh, and I, I, I've heard this too. I've heard it from industry people, manufacturers. I've heard it from um, you know people on the political side of, of, of the firearms industry. They don't know how to deal with us. Um, we're, we're an unknown quantity. And I think when NRA reached out to a lot of us uh, last year, I think that was an attempt on their part to get in our good graces to perhaps try to control us. So they, they, they've tried buying out YouTube channels. And that didn't work well for them because then they became pay, paid mouthpieces and people don't really. The people are smart enough. I will say it works to an extent though, because every time I say something like Hickox a paid spokesman for the NRA, people are like you're full of shit. You're just a hater, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't, not a hater. I've had chances to sell out. I've had chances to make my channel bigger. I obviously don't run my channel that way. Hickok is a paid spokesman end of story and if you can't accept that there's a problem with you and your perceptions but people don't people hero worship people they see on camera and they don't want to believe things like that colin noir paid spokesman uh, 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 james yeager basically a paid spokesman also through the contacts they give him uh, uh hickok definitely a paid spokesman so when but, they're getting the opposite story from what we're getting from these people, and then they go, well, I guess the truth is somewhere in the middle. No, the truth is on our side, and they're being paid to tell you a lie. So back to, back to, to Hank's point. So I've heard these, these groups talking about how do we get control of the Internet and, and, and the, the you know, personalities on the Internet. They're all struggling with that from the legislative side. Uh, I guarantee you there are people on Capitol Hill that know our names very well. Um, there, there are people within the BATF that know our names very well. There are people within the NRA and other organizations that know our names very well, and they don't know how to get a hold of us. The gunwriter community uh, worked. Everything was structured in such a way that it all worked, and all the palms getting greased. You know, if you take a look at guns and ammo. You have a full-page ad for the new Sig 365 pistol. You turn the page, and there's this glowing review of it written by one of their writers, and that was how things worked back in the day. We change the we change it up now. A lot of us, a lot of uh, people out there that watch us will, and, and the trolls, they don't know jack about how we operate. But they call us paid shills. I don't get any shill checks. As a matter of fact, I've probably angered far more companies than I've became friends with because of my rather sharp criticisms of things I don't like. And yes, there's been an effort by various groups to reach out and try to control us. As a matter of fact, I'll use one example. Um, Century Arms came to me and said, and I'm just going to throw it all out there and. 
you know, if, if this makes Century mad, great. Century Arms came to me and said, we will give you $10,000 if you tell your audience you carry the TP9. And I said, no, I don't want your money. I'm not going to lie to my audience. So I didn't take the $10,000. And they said, well, why not? Other, 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 other people have. And I, I said, well, that's other people. I'm not going to take that $10,000. And so that offer you, pissed me off. Because all they well, offered me like, was 10 AKs. All they told me is I could have 10 free AKs. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. You're not you're really making this up. Yankee's not making this up. He's not being funny right now. No, that's true. They literally offered him, he, he, they literally offered him that. So yeah. it's this goes on in the industry, and there's a handful of us out there that don't play that game, and that's who they're trying to get a hold of and get a rein on and try to get leverage against. And I'll guarantee you, NRA or somebody's going to start a smear campaign against me or or maybe yeah. Eric or, or against Yankee Marshall. It's going to happen. Yeah, right? I might start like one to, against you. I'd like to but, very just very quickly elaborate they're on They're sick of they're yeah, sick of us. Yeah, that's like yeah, they are. So, so Tim, part part of that also is what you're probably going to wind up seeing is you're going to see. Uh, the NRA probably trying to like blackball us in backwards, you know, uh, they already backwards tried, deals. And, Chris Cox right, right. has already but, tried. I've caught him doing here, it. Okay, so here, here's the thing. I'll, I'll elaborate on that. I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, yeah, Century did the same thing with me. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, I'm not a drama guy. I, I don't want to like make drama out of this. But the thing is, I know exactly what you're talking about because, yeah, they tried to get me to promote things and and say things and. Look, the bottom line is, if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I, I have never, ever, and will never take a single dollar from any of those people to say something positive about something I don't like. That That's completely absurd. I mean, it's just stupid to yeah. think that. And, and why, also, why would, why would I do that? Right. I mean, also, just, but back to the point, they're trying to get control of us. And that's right. because our voices are being heard in 2012 when they're getting ready to pass an assault weapons ban. Was it the NRA that got everybody showing up at their state capitals armed? I went down to Indianapolis, and I was there with 1,500, 2,000 other patriots, <laughs> all standing with rifles slung, protesting right. the proposed assault weapons ban. And how did, that, how did that happen? Was it the NRA? No, it was social media. We all started talking about it, and we said, meet us there. And almost every state capital where it was legal, people showed up armed, and they said, you are not going to pass this assault weapons ban. And it was the people and the flash mobs created through social media that stopped them. And that's why the NRA hates us is because we're stealing their thunder, and we don't get paid billions of dollars to do it. You talked about how they try to control us. There's another aspect of that also, because they've tried different ways. And we all know this. And I'm going to go all I am really pissed at one person right now. So I got no problem with calling them out, especially after reading some of the conversations they've had with other people on gun forums, basically calling us morons and we need to shut up. Uh, Colin Noir was a guy who had a small YouTube channel. The NRA decided, how do we control social media people? Well, maybe if we create them, we can control them. Mm-hmm. They hired him because they wanted a smart black man as a, as a representative. So After they hired the him. Hired they him. they bought him tons of fucking subs. I mean, bought, literally went online. Because you can buy subs easy. They bought him subs. And you two used to show your subs. And you could tell they were buying him subs because it would be like, User number 714 just joined. User number 715 just became a sub. User number 718 just became a sub. Because it was real mm-hmm. obvious when you yeah. bought subs. And it's real. You can't do this. You can't. Yeah. There's people. So the NRA spent tens of thousands of dollars building his channel up artificially and then said, hey, guess what we're going to do? We're going to work with this famous YouTuber that they created 
And now he's nothing but a paid mouthpiece that's contracted to them, or actually that he's contracted to the uh, organization that actually runs them from the outside. What's the well, name? Well, Yankee, 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 yeah. really, all, all you have to do, all you have to do is what you really don't want to even pay attention to is the subscribers. That's irrelevant. Uh, the bread and butter of a YouTube channel is views. And yep. all you have to do is look at engagement numbers and views, and you'll know that's just a stand-up bullcrap is all it yeah. is. Well, so but after a while, they do get big because once YouTube – once uh, once uh, uh, NRA buys you like uh, 200,000 subs, well, then you start showing up in searches, and you actually get real viewers. So they yeah. actually it do start getting real, real viewers. Yeah. But it's not because they actually had a message that was worthwhile. It's because someone paid money to make it seem like their message was real. And, and, and people do this on uh, YouTube. They do on Instagram, and you'll see major corrections. Like if you go to any, any of the, the YouTube channels, you see them go down sharply by you know 20 or 30 or 50 or 100,000 subscribers. That's because YouTube is looking for those, those fake channels. And they purge them and they take that away from people. We had Instagrammers. It's really popular on Instagram for people to buy followers. But you'll see these huge people on Instagram that have, you know, half a million followers on Instagram. And they make a post and it gets an engagement of like a thousand people. Yeah. And same thing on YouTube. Yeah. They have they have half a million subscribers or, you know, three quarters of a million subscribers. But each one of their videos but that original, but that eventually becomes real because once yeah. you have two hundred thousand fake subscribers, then you end up with a million subscribers that are eight hundred of them are real because they thought you were a two hundred thousand. I, I, I totally agree with, exactly with the right. that That's how it happens. No, but let me say this. I just want to segue this whole thing for a second. Um, I, you know, I agree with you guys about the integrity and everything. However, I think it is possible to work with companies. Right now, I'm doing all of this from, from the Big Daddy Guns, from, from uh, the Big Daddy Gun Studios. And when I met with these guys, and they offered the, you know, their assistance to me, which they're, you know, it's financial as well as the studio and all that stuff. I said to them, guys, you know, I don't want to do this unless I can say whatever the hell I want to. And I can tell you guys right now, I'm like in. This is where they have meetings for, um, for like Trump for the Republican party here in Gainesville. And I get on my show sometimes and talk about Trump bad, you know, and, and say stuff about him or say stuff about Republicans or whatever. I say whatever I want. They don't tell me that. I think the difference in business, there's two kinds of companies. There's, there's two kinds of big companies. There's big companies that think they know everything and they don't want to listen to the people that they hire that are supposed to be experts and be able to help them and advise them. And that's why they atrophy. And then there's companies that genuinely want to connect to what's going on and there's nothing wrong with that. And they're willing to listen to people when they're talking to them and they don't tell them, oh, you have to go out and say this. And I think ultimately that's on the person to negotiate and deal with that. You know, that's on me to say, listen, you can't tell me what to say. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. And if you're doing something I don't agree with. Well, there's a difference between making a a commercial. Uh, I have no problem with people who make commercials. I think people who make YouTube commercials are essential to the gun community because the gun community can't go buy a commercial at 4 p.m. on CBS. They just won't sell it to them. So they have to have, there has to be gunblast.com especially because whenever I buy a gun and I want to feel like I made a good decision, I go watch gunblast.com or Hickok, you know, and they'll tell me how wonderful it was. And I'll be like, see, I did the right thing. We need that as the gun community, but there's a reason why at the end of commercials, they say they're commercials so that people know they are one. And on the internet, we've had so many people mistake commercials 
for real people. I can't imagine how many times I've said this gun has a serious mechanical problem and they'll go, it can't possibly because gun blast loved it or Hickok loved it. I'm yeah. like, they did it. gave it a good review. I'm like, they've never did a review in their life. They do presentations right. and it's, and, it, and it's, you can't really get mad at them. You don't get mad at M&Ms when they make a commercial that says it's the best candy ever. Well, you're supposed to be an adult. You're supposed to have some kind of understanding of what you're consuming. And what I'm trying to say to you, I think it would be the smartest thing in the world for a company to come to an Iraq veteran, uh, Yankee Marshall or Military Arms Channel and say, look, guys, we really want to connect with this thing. We believe in it. You know, we'd like to do this thing with you. And they should genuinely want to hear what Mac has to say. And and if if he tells them the truth and they're like, no, that's not what we wanted you to say. We want you to say this. Then it's on Mac to go. No, screw you guys. I don't even care if someone says, hey, for I will. If you give me a free one, I will make do this presentation and make it look good. I don't even care because there is no reason that in advertising you have to tell the truth. M&M's doesn't have to say, hey, our chocolate is. 8% bug parts by law, you know, they don't have to say that in their commercial because it's their commercial. But, and, and so here's the reason why I'm saying all that. Ultimately, what it comes down to, whoever you are, if you say that you believe in the Second Amendment, if you say you're for guns, if you say you're passionate about this, and I know we're like talking about Colin uh, Noir, I, I honestly really like him. I wish he wasn't on like, you know, taking the side that he's taking and coming down against people because I think he had a great opportunity to go to the NRA and say, listen, guys, you are fucking dead wrong on this one. Well, you know, you have to look at this a different way. Now, maybe he did and they told him, hey, you got to play your position or maybe he didn't. Maybe he genuinely believes in them. But this is what he, we he really need. He believes in a paycheck is what he genuinely maybe. believes in. That's what I'm coming down to, come starting to believe. And yeah, yeah, I have seen the conversations coming from him and they are not positive for the gun community. It's like people who say, well, we're safe because Donald Trump loves guns, right? And his son really loves guns. They love guns. They don't want. They don't want they think they should have anything they want. We're they never want safe. Jim, who we're lives in the safe. double wide in Mississippi to have a gun. No, we're never safe. This is the whole point yeah. of us believing in the Second Amendment. You are never safe. You are going to have to fight for freedom, period. You're never like safe. Say, because I of don't anything. care if someone sells products. The, the gun community needs salesmen. They need shills. The community needs to be smart enough to tell the difference. And people and gun community. It, we get into this problem where everyone's like, if you say something negative about someone else, they're like, you're, we're stronger together. No, we're not. You don't suffer fools in your ranks, period. You don't suffer traitors in your ranks, period. Uh, it's like, like that guy, what's his name? That was on the TGC uh, round table, that Rand CLP guy. I know some of you guys are probably friends with him. Hold on a second. Now, hold on one second. So, okay. I know you're talking I'm about. I'm painting a very, very weird <laughs> Picture, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> so let me let me just say this about the about the the guy from Rand CLP. I actually was sponsored by Rand CLP up all the way up until all of that. And the and the stuff that I just said to you. Here's what happened. When I spoke to that guy, I said, you know what? You really fucked up. You should you should really deal with this. You came out really bad um, on on all this stuff. I looked at it and my, and I'm telling you, you came out bad. What happened is other people who they sponsored told him, no, man, you, you did awesome. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to deal with that situation. And then the next thing they did was they dropped me, which is fine because that's the way I prefer it to be. Because honestly, what I'm saying to you is this is the way that I look at the world, right? We, we, you know, we all, we have to work with people to do things, but you have to have the integrity, the honors on you. You know what's person. funny? It's like people, people, let's take this handgun, for example, the MHS, well, almost kind of sort of MHS gun Glock really dropped the ball once again. This yeah. gun, 
I got for free. Do you think Glock sent it to me? Glock hates my guts because I make fun of him all the time. But you, this is oh, a free is gun. Everyone going to show them? Know, go ahead, you know, mine too. Do, oh god. Do, do you know? Not you know why this is a free gun? Why? Because I'm, it's a business expense. Right. Guess what a business can do? Make it can money. write off expenditures. Yeah. Well, also when you do the, when you do the videos on this thing, you can you know you could generate some kind of income from Eric. Yeah. Eric and Chad did a video on a Glock. And and Glock had no authority to, to to do this. Eric, you could tell the story better than I can. You showed the what the Glock forty three malfunctioning on one hollow point where you had to tap the slide home or something, and Glock blew a panty shield and demanded you take the video down. And they didn't even send you a gun or anything. They just like called you up out of the blue, demanding you take the video down. And I it mean, wasn't even so, a bad video. So so yeah, I'm yeah. So I'm so dishonest that I had to leave the video up. Oh, woe is me. No, that yeah, they absolutely wanted me to pull the video down. And here's the thing. Here's a really good way. All right, Tim. Here's a really good way to look at it. All right, the gun that you and Dave are both holding. Well, actually, I can't see Dave's hand, so I don't know what he's holding. But yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> okay, my right here. My right here. Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Right, anyway, but like, so, so the the 19x, right? Yeah, I, I mean, Glock hates my guts. Do you think that I'm going to do a video on the 19x? Absolutely. I yeah, absolutely. Me too. Okay. <laughs> why? Okay. But, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then, well, okay. Why am I going to do a video on it? Because it's a service to my viewers. There might be somebody out there in internet land that wants to see me do a video on the gun. Now, do I have to? Do, do I have to love the Glock company to love that gun? Of course not. It's irrelevant. It is completely irrelevant. Am I going to buy that gun? Absolutely. Just like Tim said, yep, I'll write it off on my taxes. It'll go in the safe with the rest of them. I'll do a review on Well, I hate the word review, but I'll do a video on it. We'll shoot it. And that's the end of the story. Yep. It has nothing to do with Glock. I'm going to say what I want. And if they don't like it, they can fuck off. And that's what's so, been so great about Patreon for us is the fact that the, our, 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 our viewers support us, allow me to pick up things like that and to exist and go on and write them off. So it's, it's, you have different ways you can monetize. And like Yankee said, I don't care how a person makes a living. I really don't. It's none of my business. That's why I don't get involved in any of that, that drama. All I care about is how I make a living and can I sleep with myself at night? That kind of could be taken the wrong way. But yes, I and, and so I've always, like when YouTube, before they screwed us out of a bunch of money and started striking our accounts, that day that happened to every single one of us when we woke up and we went and logged into our YouTube accounts and we saw that we were earning zero dollars that day, I panicked. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I just lost my corporate job. I don't take a paycheck from my gun store. I have no revenue coming in right now because YouTube just shut me off. And I freaked out. And, and that next day, I made a Patreon ch uh, um, channel and I made one video and my fans supported us. And I say us because through Patreon, we now have a full-time cameraman. So, I mean, there are different ways that we can move forward. Yeah, as that's YouTube that's how we we're changing. Corporations. We don't right. need. I, just say, we don't I need... don't know if I can stay in here any longer because Eric had to drag it to the gutter instead of swear. <laughs> really? really? Did you swear, Eric? I, I, I just lost all respect for you. I, actually, 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 yes. That That's the first time I've ever sworn on YouTube. So there you uh, go. You had a, well, you know, look, I, I couldn't let Yankee Marshall one up me now. You know, he's the king. He's the okay. king of the quip of the yeah. pun. He's the king of words. I can't let him outdo me. Yeah. Although well, I used the word the other night, people got mad at me for it. I told them I'd ask Hank if it was appropriate tonight. So yeah, everything is appropriate. So well, no, no, no. This uh, might I, not be appropriate. I, uh, 
because <laughs> I made a reference to someone. I made a reference to Colin Noir. To me, it's a literary reference. Okay. It's a literary character, but people said, no, that's racist. Don't say it anymore. It's oh, kind okay. of like yard apes because I was always called a yard ape when I was a kid. And people were like, that's a racist term. Don't use it. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, me either. It means kids. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think it depends on where people come from. Like, yeah. For example, I, I was born I was born and grew up outside of America until I was like a teenager. So I have no clue what the hell that is. What the fuck are we talking to him for? I came to America. I am an American. I'm an American. Yeah, well, you about that. Someone call yeah. ICE. I came but, here uh, for the I came here for the freedom. That's why I'm fighting for it so much. Because I've seen from the outside how fucked up shit is. But like I said, I, I thought it was a literary term and I called Colin Noir and Uncle Tom. But everybody's like, no, that's a racist term. Don't use it. I'm like, to me, it's just a literary term. So I said, but I'll ask Hank tomorrow if I'm allowed to use oh, it. Oh, well, yes. Um, I do see how that could go badly. <laughs> 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 because people say, just call him a Benedict Arnold. But I'm like, well, Benedict Arnold doesn't cover no. it. Benedict Arnold is a fucking traitor. Uh, what I wanted to portray was he was someone that sold his own interests and his own people to curry favor with people that would want nothing more than to spit on us. And I was like, that was the most appropriate literary yeah, I think response. I, I think I get it. But listen, like I was trying to say to you, a lot of this stuff has to do with who you say it to. You know, so, for example, um, even though I'm not super mad at Trump about this, when he made the, uh, you know, shithole countries comment, it it was a dig to me. I felt it. Why? Because I was born outside of America. You know, I was born in a third world country and, and I know how it feels, you know, even though, to be honest with you, yeah, there's a lot of third world countries that are shitholes. Absolutely. But it still hurts. Of course, you know, so, is, so is Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a True. fucking shithole, too. It doesn't right. have anything to do with race. It's yeah. just a shithole. Right. Yes. And, and that was the conversation I was trying to have when, when uh, YouTube uh, killed my thing live. And I was trying to have that conversation about it. So a lot of what happens here is that it's what it means to you. So something might not really mean that much. Like Uncle Tom, I know what it is because... I've, I've read the books and, and been in America long enough for, for people to call me that or whatever. And I get it, you know, especially when you speak the way that I do. If you're not all super ghetto, some pe people like to call you Uncle Tom and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's where it comes down to. And it may not bother me as much. It may not even bother him. I think it, I was you know, hoping it would bother him. I wanted yeah, to Well, so then that's what it has to do with. If you were trying to get under his skin. <laughs> See, I wanted him to be mad because I wanted him next time he sees me at SHOT Show or something, I wanted him to fucking rush me so I could do that, you know, holding his head while he swung his little arms and you know at what me. The, and you know what the thing is? He will, And here's the thing. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. I really wish that we could get Colion Noir to come in here because, you know, I, I, I remember Colion Noir before the NRA came along and we all love this guy. You know, he, he wasn't a huge channel, but he was very passionate. I like about like him. Huh? I remember the first time I called him, I saw his, his videos and we were on um, uh, defensivecarry.com or something like that back when I still used the, the various discussion forums. And I, I saw some of his videos uh, and I reached out to him and we spoke and we became friends over the phone and we, we remained friends. I remember when he spoke to me about the NRA opportunity and I said, man, that's awesome, you know, and and. and once he got into the NRA, you know, he contacted me a couple of times and said, I really want you to come on the Noir show. And I said, I would, but nothing ever came of it because he didn't follow up. But I don't think it was malicious. Uh, yeah. But we, we were we were friendly towards each other. And then this yeah. recent BS with the NRA and my separation from them. Um, yeah, some eggs are getting broken because we have to pick sides, guys. This, we can't have fence sitters. You're either with us or against us. There's no one between. Because no, I, right, agree, I agree with... 
Mac, I and, agree and, with and you on that. And, and sadly, he falls on the wrong side of the argument and on the wrong side of liberty. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, he wants to burn bridges with me, fine. But yeah. no bridges are burnt. I mean, but, does it suck? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, get but, on the right side of liberty, dude. It's not my fault. You're siding with a bunch of traitors. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I think I agree with you. And except for the and, and it's like, you know, Yankee Marshall picks this moment to go pee. I hope he can hear us. And well, actually, I don't know if I want him to hear us. When dude, he's I'll in, there Mike, I'm in the bathroom, that would be. Yeah. Bad. But, you know, the thing is, is like, I, I agree with you and what you're saying, you know, however, where, you know, I think we have to be careful to like just go out there and start destroying each other over what's going on. I like, to, to, I wasn't trying to destroy him. I mean, yeah. fact, I wasn't no, even, no, but, but yeah. Yankee Marshall he called him Uncle Tom. Tom. That's, oh, yeah. That's, well, that's a whole different story. Yeah. That's hey, not that's not um, a good thing. <laughs> can I can no. I uh, just interact on this real quick? Sure. And, and look, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it very short and sweet and, and just leave it at this. I've dealt with him a, a bit here and there, uh, Colin Orr, and I think he's an okay guy. Like, he's a very intelligent dude. He's well-spoken. He's smart. I mean, he, he is exactly the kind of gun guy, you know, really in the big scheme of things, I guess when it comes to, like, the Second Amendment and the advocacy and just being, you know, really well-spoken guy, like, I do like him as a human being. I think he's a cool guy. I just don't agree with the direction he's taken his whole this whole thing, what he's doing with his YouTube channel. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's, yeah, I wish it would go back to gun rants. Yeah. You know, I agree with what, you on that, Eric, but here's the thing. And, and Yankee's back. I think we have to be careful. I, you know, I, honestly, Yankee, I'm not coming down on you like a ton of bricks over it, but calling him uncle Tom, probably not a good thing, but it's, you know, I, as the, as the only black guy here in the room, you know, um, wait, Tim's not black. No, I, I, wait, I don't know. You know, I don't know don't, what's don't going that. on under the, you know. I always thought Tim was black. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible. It's possible. We have to look at his genetic thing. But honestly, all kidding aside, you know, we have to be careful if we start destroying each other. I do not agree with Colin no, and where he's going with right to, now. But I don't but, think but we listen, have to be that careful. But personally, to, to go after him in, in that particular way, um, I think, we, I, you know, I don't, I don't think we have to do that to say to him, hey, you're wrong. Yeah, and I'll say whatever I want. You know, you can explain to him in the best way I can. But here's right. the thing: I don't like that whole "we got to be careful about going after each other." No, if someone is in your midst and they're a fucking traitor, you don't you don't tolerate them for the sake of harmony. We're fucking adults. We don't all have to be smiling and giving each other butterfly kisses all fucking day. If someone in our group is an asshole, we say you're a goddamn asshole and you're hurting the cause, so you shut up and go away. Yeah. No, I'm fine with people. I'm fine with that. I think, you know, there's there's a there's a huge difference between calling someone an asshole and whatever. And maybe for you, because, you know, I know how you are, Yankee. There's there's probably no word that would offend you. You know, well, I think words that, I don't think offend that, me. Intent offends me. If someone says because words being offended by words is stupid. Uh, it's like I said the other night, there's some words I will not allow my kids to use because there's two words I think you can't use in any way that aren't offensive to, to a lot of people because what are those regardless words? of how you mean it uh, but without, some without, people can use them uh, huh? well, oh. some people can use it so we're we talking about the n-word well i don't like saying the n-word either <laughs> because uh, you, we know you, what the word is right so are you referring to to the word nigger nigger the word nigger. Okay. people All don't right. like All that right. word and i agree it's a word that cannot be used in a positive term so that's where you that. draw the line unless you have some personal connection because it's okay. just so damaged. But 90% of the time it's intent that matters. It's like, I would rather someone call me a hateful word 
uh, in a friendly way than I would someone to condescendingly say, I'm a, you know, what a nice guy. Okay. Because the intent behind the what a nice guy is way more uh, hostile than that word. I don't let my, I tell my kids there's some words you just can't use because of history, but don't let language be so important. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a word is a word and it only has as much power as you give it. And when you start being offended by language so easily, you no longer hear the message. You only hear that word. And that's your fault for being so easily offended that you turn off immediately when you hear a word. Uh, you miss out on a lot of good things if you're so easily offended. Everyone needs to quit being snowflakes. Everyone quit needs to quit being offended for everybody else. Like if someone said something to you that offended you, that's cool and I will support your right to be offended, but I'm not going to be offended by you if you're for you if you're not offended by it. Right. Okay. I think I understand. I mean, I think we could get deep into this. It's probably not like the place to to get deep into it. What I think is that, you know, we we need to, you know, we need to focus here on something that's going on. And if if there's someone that just that just doesn't believe in what we believe in and they don't want to go along. I think ultimately we just have to leave them alone. Obviously, we've said what we had to say. We say our piece. We should just go. We should just go forward and do what we have to do, because what will happen is if that person doesn't see this because they genuinely don't believe, you know, what we believe or because they're getting paid to believe that ultimately they're going to get left behind. It's not really us. That's it's true. not it's not up. To, it's but it's not up to us. It's up to the people. No, and the people out there see us. this and they know this. They can see what's going on. If a million people a day watch somebody who's totally fake and then they don't hear the other guy that a million people a day listen to say he's fake, then they just assume they're both equally real. And if they disagree on something, the answer is somewhere in the middle. Uh, so when you know someone's fake, you have a you have an obligation if you actually care about the movement to stand up like Martin Luther King Jr. would not suffer a fake in his midst. He wanted someone that truly believed in his cause or he didn't want them involved. Okay. So let's do, let's do this. Let's do this because, you know, I think this is probably a good conversation Yankee for you and I to have, (laughs) but you know, we do have, we do have Eric, we do have Tim here for military arms channel. This is probably not like something that they want to get into. And I want to keep everyone involved. I want to hear their opinions on it. No, 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 no. I don't don't both say the N word. No, I think, I think what we want to do, (laughs) <laughs> there you go. November. I think what we want to do is focus on this because you said this earlier, Yankee, and I, and I think it's probably like a way to go about this. You said that with the NRA, because I'm trying to figure out like what should we do from here, right? So with the NRA, you said that there's companies that support that support them and those companies are keeping them going regardless of what we, you know, if we pull our money, they're still going to be there. So I want to know if the other guys on the panel, um, Eric, yeah, Tim, me, do you guys believe that? I, so here, I think, you know, Yankee and I probably follow each other. I mean, I know I read and watch some of the, the stuff he does on social media. I know he probably does the same with mine. So what I've been saying um, for a while now on social media is the NRA, NRA is not primarily funded by its members. Uh, it's a very, very small portion of their income is derived from annual memberships. Most of that money comes from corporations. And that's how Chris Cox tried to burn me in the industry. He was reaching out to some of those big money donors, and he was threatening them, basically. If, uh, if, if you work with this guy, you're no longer in our good graces. And I called him on it. He denied everything, but I, I, it's been confirmed from other sources that, the, that it came from his office and it was, in fact, happening. But these big money donors to the NRA is, is who ultimately 
we're going to have to target. So my plan was if ATF, if NRA keeps pushing this narrative uh, and they keep pushing ATF to make this regulations change because it's going to happen, we know it's going to happen because they put it out for comment. Two previous decisions, the ATF came out, uh, came up with saying that the bump stocks were not illegal. There was no comment period. The fact that there was a comment period means there's a regulation coming. And if that regulation is as bad as Rick Vasquez said it was going to be or could be, the next step for us is to go and identify all these big money donors that are backing these traders at the NRA and start boycotting them and demanding our community blacklist them and say, you are no longer part of our community. We've done it in the past. We've brought uh, other companies to their knees. And we boycotted them. And that's what's going to have to happen. I don't want to see that happen. I have friends in the manufacturing world, but I don't care how friendly you are. If, if, if that's what it comes down to and you're funding our enemies and, and giving them power, then you're part of the problem too, man. I mean, that's what sucks about the position we're being put in by the NRA over all this is the fact that we're having, I'm losing friends like Colian Noir, and I'm going to probably lose friends in, 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 in the gun world that do manufactured retailing because I'm going to have to call for boycotts against them because that's the only Uh-oh. power, right? Yeah, we, you, we, we, you, we skipped, uh, it skipped over what you said, so just say the last part again. I just gonna say, unfortunately, we've lost, uh, we're going to lose friendships and we're going to lose things throughout this process. And that sucks. But ultimately, we the people have the power because we have the voices and we're going to have to call for those boycotts. And we're going to have to call, um, you know, on, on our community to basically, in my opinion, defund the NRA. That's the only way we can make them stop this treachery. And that's if this regulation goes through, because if it goes through, it was all the NRA's doing. They started it with their joint statement. They backed up, doubled down on stupid when Chris Cox went on uh, the air with Wallace and, and said that they believe that, you know, anything that increases the rate of a semi-automatic should be banned, um, did this. And so they will own it and we're going to have to make them own it. And I just hope that there's enough cojones in, in the industry and in our community to, to back that up. Otherwise, then are always going to get away with murder again. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the gravity of the Second Amendment does not care about friendship. The gravity of the Second Amendment doesn't care about your feelings. It's concrete. Shall not be infringed. There's no other way to look at it. The, the Second Amendment does not care. That, that's what we're concerned about here. That, that, that's our concern, is the Second. Everything else is just a stepping stone to that end, to me. I okay. mean, that's, you know, so... Okay, yeah. so it seems like it seems like uh, we're all in agreement, or we can see this. So, how far does this go? I think uh, I'm I'm not pulling too many questions from the audience, but I saw someone ask a, a a question here that's relevant. Like, how far do we go with this? Do we boycott local gun stores, local FFLs, and stuff like that who don't well, agree with us and they support them? Or are we talking big companies? What are we What are we talking companies. about here? So, the big money donors, the NRA, will have to them. identify them. We'll have to identify them, call them out, make videos and social media posts and rally those people, that 3% of our population, hopefully it's larger, that actually care to fight for liberty and get them to boycott these big money donors and force them to defund the NRA and punish them for their continued treachery. They gave us the Gun Control Act of 1934, 1938, 1968, the machine gun ban in 86. They, they worked hand in hand with Clinton through the 94 ban. They gave us the NIC system, and now they're trying to give us an ATF regulation that will allow through a 
And so, yeah, man, it's going to get ugly, but we're going to have to target those companies that have the deep pockets that are funding the group that is actively subverting our, our, our rights and so, telling us all in the meantime, like, hey, guys, we're here to help, you know. It's, they're here to profit. Something. They're profiteers. They're war profiteers is all they oh, are. Right. And they create the war to profit off of. So who how do we go? How do we go about this? Do we do we wait until until, um, you know, new regulations come down or do we start now? Do we try to say to these companies like what's going on? You know, I started two years ago. Uh, telling people this shit and no one wanted to listen to me. I was the crackpot. But now that people that I guess people think are saying like Eric and Tim are saying that people are like, Oh, uh, Yankee knows that too. You know, there maybe he wasn't an asshole, crazy asshole. Uh, so I've been saying this for years. You can ask Tim. I've been telling him for a long time that the NRA is creating. Well, I've, the hated problem. I've, I've, I've hated him my entire life. I, for a yeah. short time, I was convinced that you know there was a possibility that they could be turned around. There were some internal changes taking place. I had some insight too, but after Vegas, I realized the people I thought had power don't have power, and the NRA is corrupt. It's broken in its very core. I mean, Eric was there. We went and saw these lavish parties. We saw these people in a room together, and they tried to bring us into the fold, and they 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 swooned us. They tried to buy us out, but. They really screwed up, and they showed their true colors once again, and I warned them. I said, if you ever stab us in the back, I'll, I'll go from being your friend to your worst enemy, and they stabbed, us in, they stabbed us all in the back. And that's why I have made it my mission in life to hold them accountable. So, Okay. So, Eric, here's the question I want to ask you then, um, and I'm, I'm going to ask this question of everyone on the panel. Um, are we going or are you going to the NRA the the um, I know you don't you don't go to Shot Show anymore. No, I know. Um, right. if, if I may, I would I would like to clarify that. Okay. Um, the reason that we don't attend Shot Show anymore, there's a couple of reasons. One reason is because it's it's turned into this big dog and pony show, and it's just this very corporate and very suit and tie environment that I found myself just not really liking the way that they run the the whole thing, and then also. I mean, I can show new stuff all from home. I don't have to go to Vegas. I mean, like a lot of times what we'll do with that sort of thing is if, if I don't know, if a company wants to show off a new gun and they want to bring it down and let us play with it, it ain't a big deal for us to just show that gun off and they just say, hey, guys, they brought it down. Here it is. That's no big deal. We can do that. All right. So that's why we don't go to, uh, to SHOT Show anymore. NRA, yes, we will be there. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how. Hey, oh yeah, Tim, right? <laughs> oh, we're gonna be there. <laughs> we're gonna be there. Oh, oh we're, gonna be there. Know, we're gonna be there. Oh, we're <laughs> gonna be there. But but the thing we're is, gonna, we're gonna make our voices heard. Oh yeah, we're gonna be there. So yeah, we will be there. And I don't know how much of the cat needs to be let out of the bag or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I guess I'll let Tim if he wants to mention anything specific, or if he still wants to keep it a secret, or. Well, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's not really a secret. We're just trying not to telegraph our punches too much as to what's coming up. But yeah, NRA, I think uh, pretty, people pretty much know that um, we have a plan in place. We're going to go to NRA to protest their actions, and we're going to do everything we can to get their attention. And um, we may or may not be there for, uh, uh, I mean, we may be there for a half a day. Uh -huh. We may get escorted out. Right. Um, but anything they do, will be recorded and posted on the internet. So uh, they're going to own it one way or the other. But uh, We're going there to educate other NRA members. 
Um, you know, when, when we're, when we're seen wearing the shirts we're going to be wearing and we, we're going to ask other people to wear the shirts and join us. Um, we want to start a conversation. That's what this is about. It's not just to kick sand in their face. It's, it's to start a dialogue and to educate the members because there are a lot of NRA members out there that wholeheartedly believe that the NRA has their back. And, and are, when, when I, when I tell them to go out and Google the NRA and they actually do, and they see all the bad stuff they've done, all the legislation they've been behind, it's anti-gun. They go, I get people calling the store and coming into the store all the time saying, wow, Mac, I'm really, I'm really happy you opened my eyes to this. I've been a life member for 20 years and I had no idea these people were doing this with my money. Hello. And so that is what prompted me to come up with the idea to go make our voices heard at their annual show and try to educate their, their members because we've got to hold them accountable somehow. We can't let this continue. And, and this nonsense that they're pulling with the BATF and this, this talking out both sides of their mouth where we're going to oppose all legislation at the state level, which they're publicly denouncing, like when Massachusetts passed a ban, uh, but the regulation re- re- remaining suspiciously silent on because the ones that suggested it, they're the ones that are pushing it, and they're the ones that are going to profit from it when it happens. And we have to educate the NRA membership as well being done with their dues money. And that organization they so blindly follow is leading them down the path of destruction of our Second Amendment. But anyway. Okay, so let me – so, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to stay here. Yankee, are you going, not going? Where do you stand on that? don't this? know yet. I've been asked to go. Come on. And I don't like flying. And last time I got flying, I, last time I flew, I almost died. So uh, I don't know if, I, if I'm going. There's to... a lot of people that are going to want you to fly now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I might go. I've been being asked oh, to go. I'm going to pay my plane ticket. But it's not that. It's just I don't like flying. And to be honest, <clears throat> no offense to anyone out there, but Texas is a fucking shithole. Sorry. It just is. And <laughs> I don't have any desire to be there anymore than I have to be. throw that in. So what about okay. if someone out there volunteers? Um, I don't know if you want to disclose where you are in the country. Um, Portland, Oregon area. Oh, okay. So what if someone out there wants to drive with you? Some brave soul. <laughs> I, would not, I would not drive it. Uh, that, that's take too fucking long. Uh, okay. But I, I, mean, I might fly down there. I don't like to be a. I don't like conflict or to cause trouble, though. So I might. Don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> so. uh, my ears deceive me. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this question. I'm going to start with you, Yankee. Then I'm going to go out to uh, Eric and Tim. So, what about people who are looking at this and saying that that basically we're like on the side of liberals or something who've been saying for years and years that the NRA is bad and it's no good, you know, and it, it shouldn't exist anymore. What about the people who say that? What about the folks who agree with, you know, with what the NRA is doing? Are, what do you say to those guys? Are you so weak minded that you can't look at reality that you have to be influenced by another side saying something negative? You have to take the opposite. You think the opposite has to be true without doing any research. That's a very weak minded mindset to begin with. But two, have you ever thought to stop to consider that the reason politicians love to demonize the NRA is because they want the NRA to stay the main power in the gun community because they work hand in hand with the NRA and they well, the NRA, a lot of that yeah. money that goes into the NRA pockets go in their pockets. So they want you to think that the NRA, ooh, don't join that NRA. Ooh, that would be so there's bad a, for us. There, you know. there's, a very, there's a very good video clip out there that, uh, that, that has a bunch of the traditional gun grabbers um, saying that the GOA is far worse to deal with because Wait, they are an inflexible. Yeah. Because they won't, they won't negotiate. They won't make backdoor deals. They won't suspend the rating system. This is a dirty little secret about the NRA. A lot of people don't know. How do you think Harry Reid got such a great NRA rating? 
It's because yeah. they would make deals behind closed doors and say, okay, you know what? We're going to withhold. You go ahead and vote anti-gun. We're going to withhold our, our rating system for this one particular vote. And they would let them make these anti-gun votes. And it wouldn't negatively affect their NRA rating. And so they've, they've been playing dirty pool like that forever. And the GOA doesn't. Their rating system is legit. You vote anti-gun, there is no suspension for political reasons or for profit. They're going to report it, and your rating is going to drop. So if you take a look at the NRA's rating system and you take a look at the GOA's rating system, you're going to see a discrepancy. And that discrepancy is is the GOA isn't playing politics behind closed doors with your gun rights. Okay. So, Eric, where do you, uh, where do you come down on this? Can you paraphrase the question again? So basically I was saying, you know, there's there's people out there that are going to point to to what we're doing and, and, you know, the way that we're talking about the NRA. And they're going to say, we've told you guys that these guys are bad and, you know, or or even the folks out there who do believe in the NRA. What do we say to those people who tell us that we're bringing it down or the people out there who are happy that we're doing this? OK, yeah, I see where you're coming from there. My answer would be, look, if you are going to be an NRA member, if if you just think that you have to be a part of the NRA and you, you, you're like, I'm not going to cancel my membership and I'm not going to do all this, that's all good and fine, but work to change the NRA in a positive way. Now, there might be some people that are just of the FUD mentality and they're like, oh, nobody needs them bump stocks. The heck with that. Nobody needs that crap. Well, whatever. If you think that, you're just not a dang American. I mean, in, in my mind, really – I mean, huh, uh, I don't even know. I don't know what to think of it all because it's like, how can you think that way? I, I just, I don't get it. And, well, and what, one hmm. of the weird things about it is all of these FUDs at the NRA, all these older folks that think all of us young people don't need to have these bump stocks because those things ain't no good and blah, 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 and all this mess, right? Well, they, they automatically think that guys like us don't duck hunt or go hunting or shoot sporting clays or have, you know, bolt action rifles too, in addition to all of our evil black guns. I mean, they're so naive that they think that that amount of coolness is exclusive only to them and that their views are absolute and that the young people and all of our, our all us young whippersnappers and all of our black rifles that shoot, you know, a billion rounds a second, that our opinions don't matter and aren't relevant. But that's the issue. The reason that the NRA is no longer relevant is because the board is made up a bunch of old fuds and yes men and because they don't give a crap what the young people have to say okay so i i think i agree with you and i also look at it this way it's kind of the way that you look at the the or you should look at the place that you work for or if you have your own business or you know national parks or things like that 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 uh, belong to all of us right the nra it should be something that belongs to us it should be i'm saying should be I'm not saying that it is it should be something that belongs to us if we believe in the second amendment and if it's going the wrong way we have the responsibility to take ownership over that and try to do something about it i think that's an accurate statement so do we is tim frozen no. Okay. No. Oh, he's, he's just I'm being social. Him. I'm, I'm yeah. writing in social oh. media. Oh, okay. Because you're being really quiet. I'm like, okay, usually we can't shut him up. No, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to let people talk. You should yeah, get him on the phone after he's wow. had a Red Bull. It's like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I, I stopped drinking that stuff, man. So yeah, I was talking to, to him at two o'clock in the morning the other day and I was like, seriously, this guy, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, he's not, he's like, who's going to give up first, Hank? <laughs> the best thing is you can put the phone down for like a half an hour and go get something to eat and come back. He will not notice. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, um, so there's, there's probably a couple things that we need to deal with here. First of all, I want to remind everyone to click the thumbs ups. Okay. 
you know, we appreciate that. Share that we're having this conversation. Also, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we need that kind of stuff. And I want to, um, I would like to give a shout out to our friend Sam from Forge from Freedom. He's a mutual friend of everyone here. He's supposed right? to be okay. here. Yeah. Huh? He's okay. Oh, you, oh, really? Okay. He's just Sam, okay. That's Sam saying is, a lot for a Yankee. Yankee, that means Sam, Yankee loves you, the translation. No, he keeps yelling at me because I don't promote my shirts. So, <laughs> mean to me. Sam, Sam is part of this whole movement that uh, we're being a little bit elusive about. We'll, we'll talk more about it publicly uh, when, when it's appropriate, but uh, Sam should be on this, this live stream, and uh, Forged from Freedom is very much a part of our, our plans for NRAM this year. He's the yes. one that got me on this chat tonight, actually. So. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. You know, he's responsible for putting some of us together, and he's not here, so shout out to him. I would encourage everyone to um, Fortune Freedom has a YouTube channel. Please go there, subscribe, look at the videos and things like that. It's going to benefit you. This, this is the reason why I'm pushing you in that direction. Because of all these stupid YouTube, that's why I'm wearing this You Suck t-shirt. Because <laughs> of all the stupid rules and stuff like that that's going on. And, and Sam is one of us. He's a believer and he's trying to help out this cause. So I'm going to ask you guys to help him out. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, well, not maybe, I'm, I'm pretty sure definitely on Fortune Freedom on the YouTube channel, you're going to see some continuations of different things going on here. So I just want to take this time to tell people, go over to Fortune Freedom on YouTube, Instagram, all the other things, go to the, go to the website and um, support that situation. Does anyone else have anything to say about that? Yeah, check us all out. I think we all, everybody on this uh, this live stream has a store over there. So, yeah, swing by and check out our shirts. We got some cool ones. Yeah. Is there an IV 8888 8888? Yeah, actually, we, uh, we are working on some new shirt designs right now. Uh, some of my old ones suck. So we're, we're getting some new shirt designs, and those will be rolling out soon. And uh, I do just want to take a just very quick moment to, to say, you know, thanks to all you guys for hearing me out. I mean, and thanks to all the people that – tuned in to this particular chat. I, I don't know if you're signing things off or not, but I no, do want to just... No, we're not. We're not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm reading some of the comments. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading some of the comments, and, you know, I understand where people are coming from. I, you know, I get it. I understand. And, uh, well, you know, so and, on, on that on that level, we don't need to answer every single comment in there. Eric, are there any comments that you want to... Uh, you don't have to reply to the specific person, but any comments that you want to touch on while we have you on here? Um... No, unless I mean I'm I'm willing to hang out if anybody's got any questions or whatever. But um, let's see, this guy's asking where is not Barry? Yeah, <laughs> not Barry. Uh, chat chat ended up getting a little bit sick and was not able to make it on the chat. That's actually why there's no video. Um, yeah, because I've got is that chat is that chat's name? I told everyone you didn't need to bring your gimp to the chat. I don't bring my gimp to the chat. Leave your gimp at home. This is just us. This is oh, just the adults oh, talking. Oh, no, that that's why there's no video because uh, I, I live out in the sticks and I got a super slow internet connection and that's why I'm on my wife's account. So one guy was asking, let's see, is Eric now a redheaded woman? No. Uh, last time I checked, I don't think I am. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, Yankee, are there any other, you know, cause I, I know in, in other times people haven't let you address comments and stuff. So, um, are there any comments you would like to address? Oh, not really. I, I do live chat every week where I just answer questions about anything. So I address most topics all the time. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I all right. Think of I, anything I need to address. I, I saw something pop across the, uh, the comments that, um, I think we should talk about briefly. I do have to get out of here. I have to okay. pick up one of my children, but, uh, 
a person had asked, uh, Compton Terry said, what do we do about the states that have already passed uh, or banned bump stocks and magazines? Uh, guys, I'm not telling you to break the law, but why don't you take a look at what Connecticut has done? Um, and if you take a look at uh, what state just passed the gun registration, was it uh, I can't remember which state. Somebody's requiring, was it New York? Somebody's requiring uh, you to come in and register your gun and yourself. Uh, and, and there's been peaceful noncompliance. When Colorado passed the magazine ban, even the sheriff, many sheriff's departments and sheriffs and police officers said, we're not going to enforce this law. And many um, people that live in Colorado just ignored it. Peaceful noncompliance. Um, they can't arrest hundreds of thousands of us. They have no way to hold us. and They don't have the manpower to arrest us. Um, if they start passing these laws, I'm not telling you to break the law, but we have the option of peaceful noncompliance. Yeah, I think it was Massachusetts, Mac. Um, lots of people are chiming in on that one. I think it was Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, yeah. And then New York had something. New York had something going as well, where I think it was a registry that New York set up and then a whole bunch of people didn't do it. So that immediately made you a felon yeah. if you didn't do it. Yep. Yeah. And they had some like 80, 80 some thousand people not do it. Like it, it was a staggering number. And then the, 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 the lead law enforcement guy there said, well, we're not really going to go out and arrest all these people. We're going to try and find other ways to get them into compliance. Basically what they're saying is, is we don't know what to do with 80,000 people that are peacefully not complying with an unconstitutional law. Um, that's our option as Americans. We live free. They, they don't like to they don't like to enforce those laws anyway. Even if they arrest you, they'll plea you to something else, because if you ever get a conviction on those laws, then you have standing to sue them and get it overturned and screw the state. So they don't even even if they arrest you for those laws, they will almost never charge you with them in the end. They'll plea you to something else. Yeah. 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 It's really crazy. OK, so I don't know. You, you said you've got to go. Right, Mac? Yeah, I, I have to get going. Okay. All right, man. Is there any final things you wanted to say? The rest of us are going to stay here for a little while longer. Um, but Mac definitely has to go. Any, like, what's the final thing you want us to know, Mac, and any predictions for what's going to happen with the ATF? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the ATF. All we have to go on really is that, that, uh, the, the gentleman that both Eric and I interviewed and that's Rick Vasquez, it looks very, very dangerous. Um, you know, all I can say guys is let's, we we did our comment period. Sadly, the NRA to, you know didn't help us there. Uh, we had to do it on our own. We had thirty thousand comments, which was a pretty good showing, given the fact that it was just us and social media pushing for it. Uh, the talking heads like Sean Hannity uh, and all these other big uh, audience guys that have huge huge audiences, they all stayed silent through this whole thing while this backdoor gun ban's going on. Um, you know, stay political. Write the president of the United States. Ask him politely to oppose what the ATF is getting ready to do. And then we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, they, they, they are swayed not to pass this regulation. But if they are, prepare for war, guys. We're, I mean, not literally. I'm, we're going to have to call for boycotts and everything else. We're going to have to get far more aggressive in, in uh, holding these people accountable and taking our rights away piece by piece. Okay, absolutely. Thanks, Mac. I want to thank you for coming on. I know you've got a, a lot of things to do, and you've probably been working all day. So, um, you know, thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. No, thanks for having us, man. And um, Sam, I know you're watching. Guys, swing by and check out all the shirts. That's one of the ways uh, that we uh, we monetize, help make a living versus taking money from gun companies. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we all know Sam is watching. And since you're jumping off, Sam, you could help us out by jumping in for a couple yeah, of minutes. In, Sam. Yeah, Come on, for, dude, get in there. Send yeah. him a link. Yeah. Um, he pissed him off by pointing out yeah. he looks like a terrorist, did you? Yeah, L Lola, send him the link. Yeah, Lola says she right. sent him the link. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, All right, Mac. guys. I appreciate it. Man.
Thanks, okay. everybody. It was fun talking to you guys. Yeah. All right, man. Later, man. He does come in. Tell him to leave his camera off because people always think we're trying to schedule a fatwa if he comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Whose dog is that? Is that your? Is that uh, your dog? Yeah. Zelda's barking. Hang on. Let me let me try see if I can. Girl, go lay down. Make sure down. someone's not trying to sneak up on on your place. No. Okay, quit it, Zelda. <laughs> go lay down. Come here. Come here. Yeah. What is it? Um, lots of shout outs to Mac, by the way. People are like, Mac is the only reason I'm here. I love Mac. <laughs> um, you know, and there's some other conversations going on here. Uh, people want to, I think I see that there's some people that want to talk about some specific companies. You know, really what I'm trying to do in, in these last minutes that we're both here is, is, you know, really try to have the conversation instead of this just being about a thing that we get on here and vent, which is good. I think it's good for us to get on here and vent. But if that venting makes us satiated and we don't actually go out and do something, then that's I will not say don't right buy thing. any Springfield Armory because that's one thing people are asking about and they're fucking traitors to the Second Amendment. So don't buy anything from Springfield Armory. Okay, that's a that's a good thing. I, I won't buy anything from them. Eric, where do you come down on that? I, uh, you know, honestly, regardless, well, I'm not going to say that what they, what they did is okay or not. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously not. Okay. But you know, honestly, I don't even think that I would buy one of their guns anyway. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't either, but I I mean, I I don't even know how that would be a thing to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, like I've, I've never like picked up a Springfield armory gun and went, Oh my God, I got to have one of these. You know what I mean? Except for the long slide 10 millimeter uh, TRP. I would have probably bought one of those, but now I'm not going to. You know, it's funny. I uh, I was actually looking at a 10 millimeter today. I was up at Moss hanging out and uh, I was looking at that model 40 Glock, the one that's got the, uh, the, the MOS cut on it. It's got the slide mm-hmm. rider cut and it's the long slide. And I'm thinking, yeah, that'd be a cool 10 millimeter to put a brace on and make like almost like a little hunting pistol out of it. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, but so still, so for anyone who wants to know on the Springfield Armory thing, most of us are still on that. Um, I don't think everyone is on it, and, and I've discussed it in the past. I'm not very happy with what happened, and I'm not happy with what happened in the aftermath of it. That's going to stick in my mind, and I can't let go of it. It's just like uh, cheaper than dirt. You know, um, several years ago when we went through the firearm apocalypse or whatever, firearmageddon or whatever you want to call it, lots of us got burned by cheaper than dirt. And, you know, and I'm not going to forget about that. So, you know, this uh, that's the way I look at it. I'm I'm one of those guys. I know not every gun guy is like that. And there's lots of gun guys that don't really give a crap if they see a deal or whatever it is going on. They're going to jump in there. Um, I don't feel that way. It's to be honest with you guys. It's one of the reasons why. You know, I like HK guns and I've done some stuff on them when they belong to other people. I'm not giving HK my money because every time that I've spoken to them in the past, they're like, we don't give a shit about the consumer. You know, and I think if you tell me that, then you must believe it. That's obviously what's going through the corporate culture. And so therefore, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything to support them. Yeah. HK actually stands for hates customers. Yeah. (laughs) Man, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I disagree there. And, you know, I think that people are pretty dang capable of voting with their feet. And and really, you know, I, I think that folks, you know, there's so much, um, I guess, competition in the market. There's so many companies that just desperately want everybody's business that why support a company that doesn't support your Second Amendment rights or that even 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 tries to even just slightly walk that line? Like, why even give them your business when there's so many other people that would love to have your business. I mean, you look at what cheaper than dirt 
uh, did. It, it's almost the same. It's like back during the, you know, the, the, the assault weapons ban scare that we had back after Sandy Hook, you know, and they were selling, you know, 33 round Glock mags for $109 and, you know, stupid prices like that. It's the same kind of people that like when there's a disaster, they go, well, we know you need a case of water and a case of water ain't but three bucks normally. But right now, since we know you need it so bad, we're going to charge you 300 bucks for a case of water. Or you're going to, you know, die of thirst. I mean, it, that's literally what you what you're talking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not forgetting that. No, I'm not forgetting, I'm not forgetting that they issued a recall tag for something that I had already ordered that had shipped the day before. Yeah, that's they what happened to me. Recall yeah. tag on my products and then offered to resell them to me at four times the price. Yes, that same exact thing happened. Like I ordered my stuff days before the event went down that triggered all of this. And they literally pulled it back like Yankees saying and said, yeah, we don't have it. And then the next day they're like, we have it, but it's this much more. And, um, you know, in, in recent years, they've reached out to me to do stuff for them. I'm like, screw you guys. Yeah, they told, hey, they uh, tried to tell me, they tried to say, we don't have it. I'm like, really? Because I've got uh, the the system that you get notified because I get a lot of packages. So I'm signed up with all the carriers for the immediate notification if someone sends me something. Uh-huh. They created the label. They even delivered the package. They recalled the package the same day. And then told me, oh, it's back ordered. I'm like, no, it isn't because you already created the label and shipped the package. You wouldn't have done that if it was back ordered. And they're like, well, we don't know what to tell you. you know. And I'm like, you recalled my product and now you want to charge me four times as much for it. You had it sitting in a box with a label on it ready to go. And you decided you could make more money if you sold it again. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget on um, these kinds of things. So, um, you know what, in the in the time that we have left here, I don't know if there's any other comments that we really need to get to. There's a lot of people on here. Uh, as far as I'm concerned for this, this is a this is a really small channel. It's my B channel. I think we finally hit a thousand subscribers. So thanks to everyone for that. People who subscribed for uh, you guys for coming on. Um, hey, you know, hey. I want to. Yeah, what's up? Real quick, can I can I answer a question on here? Give me one second. Let me yes. see if I can find it. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Go go ahead and continue, sir. Give yeah. Me. So I want to I want to thank everyone for um you know clicking the thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing this from here from now on. Even if uh, I think that probably by now I could broadcast live on my regular channel. But what's happening is that you know with everything going on with YouTube, I don't really trust them. So. Um, honestly, what I'm trying to do is build out something that's going to be a better, I, I don't think you're ever going to replace YouTube or anything like that, but I need to find a place where I can say whatever the hell I want to. That's really, really important to me. And I think it's important to lots of other people. So um, was that? Facebook today threatened to pull my account because I gave away a gun. And I'm like, there's nothing in your rules that say I can't give away a gun. You see, I can't have raffles and stuff and have people pay to get them. There's nothing in the rules about giving away because I give away a couple of guns a month at least. I try to give away three guns a month. So uh, two of them go to needy viewers, people that like write in and say, I can't afford a gun, blah, blah, blah. I do that with my Patreon money. I give two guns to people like that. And plus I give someone that's a Patreon supporter a gun every month. And I got a thing today when I try to sign in my Facebook account saying, would you like to unpublish your Facebook page? It's been suspended, blah, blah, blah. And then, or do you want to re unsuspend it? I had to unsuspend my page. Wow. Yeah, wow. that, that's that's the thing. I mean, and that's why I'm genuinely I, I know this is like not an easy thing to do, but I'm, I'm trying to do something about this because I think all these things get in the way of us being content creators. And honestly, I think people out there getting sick and tired of all the bullshit and mansplaining and political correctness and all of that. And they're hungry for for real content. And these these companies and what they believe in is getting in the way. So personally, 
I'm like on a crusade to change all of that. Obviously, I'm a capitalist. I'm going to deal with people that are capitalists. Money has something to do with this. But all, but for me, the big part of it is to try to change the way all of this is happening. So you guys will get cool, to see man. that. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, look, um, Dave, on the giveaways and stuff, I know uh, it's been a minute, but for me, um, I wound up having a little bit of an issue with YouTube when it came to giveaways because I, I think that they um they they just have like really specific uh standards for how like you mention it like uh, there's there's supposed to be like i think you're supposed to mention like uh the the terms and there's there's like a specific set of rules for giveaways and i would i would just make sure you know you don't want to get a strike on that you know yeah yeah like, like my, no one has to do anything they just send me an email saying they can't afford a gun and i put them in the running to be chosen there you go yeah, yeah. I, i'd well, like to answer a question absolutely um, go ahead and I may answer a couple here. Uh, there's a question here from jglock53. He says, Eric, did you take money for positive reviews and not disclose it? No, I did not. Okay. There, there's a lot of confusion out there. Okay. And people just don't understand. But I just want to make something clear. And, and honestly, I don't even really have to explain it, but I'm going to because if, apparently if it's important enough for someone to ask, I'm going to explain it. The thing is, we do not do reviews in exchange for money that are just some shill puff piece thing. That That is not how we operate. We have never done that. That is just not true. Okay. He did, however, take money from me to keep quiet about certain things. <laughs> money from you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to give me some money? <laughs> no, you took my money so that I, w I took your money so you wouldn't, uh, so I wouldn't release the video. <laughs> Oh, oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about was, that. Was when he said he was going to answer a question, I was going to answer it for him. I was so now say, you guys want to start a conspiracy <laughs> that there's money that exchange between you two? Oh, God. No, I, I was well, just going to say because I was going to answer the question because I assumed that the question was something else. So I was going to say four and a half inches, but thick. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so, not, so the length isn't really there, but the girth mm. is. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. This is one thing that I don't really, uh, I would talk about a lot of things. Okay. But I don't want to talk about this. Um, I, I know you probably want to answer a couple of other things. And, and what I would say to people is, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. It's, it's, you know, people ask me like, if I'm doing this for the money, honestly, this has been something that this is how I've spent money. And it's, it's, uh, it's a really tough thing. Like I've got a family and all that kind of stuff. And, spending the money, it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. So think about this. If you get, whether you think it's uh, entertainment or information or what, or advice or whatever it is, if you get that and it has a value to you, you have to realize that it takes something for someone to do that, to create that. And if you're a gun guy and you believe in freedom and capitalism and all these kinds of things that we're mostly supposed to believe in, you have to understand that it takes something to make these videos. There's there's a lot of companies and a lot of people who don't understand that, that it really takes something out of someone to make a video. If you get out there and sh like you get a gun, you shoot the gun, you you have to get out and, and, and like record this and edit it and then post it up and all that kind of stuff. It takes something to do it, you know, and what we're all trying to do is find a better way to do that, you know, that we that as Max said before, that we feel good about, you know, and that you could deal with. But ultimately, you're a grown up and you should understand how this whole thing goes. I think Yankee had a really good video that you put out about this, right? Yeah. There's yeah, different so. types of channels. There's presentation channels. There's uh, promotions channels. There's activist channels. Some channels are a little bit of everything. Uh, you, you as a 
an adult should be able to watch something. I mean, if you literally can't watch Gun Blast and realize that's not a review, that that's a presentation, is that his fault or yours? Yeah, and also enjoy it for what it is. And I'll be yeah. honest with you. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm not saying this because Eric is here. Like IV8888 is one of the best produced channels that exists. You're getting TV, high TV level stuff from these guys. And if you think that costs nothing, if you think they don't have to give up something, you know, their, their family doesn't have to pay a price for that and they don't have to pay a price, then you're incredibly naive. Well, and it's not even the money that we spend to make videos. We buy $2,000 cameras. We spend a lot of our time. We buy computers to do this stuff. And it's Hell, not just the money we spend a, on guns and ammo. A, it's also the fact that camera. people <laughs> have a right to ha make a living, period. And if they're out there at the Capitol building fighting for your second amendment rights and you're bitching cause they're trying to sell you a shirt, then fuck you. It's too bad that you have such low self-esteem and you think so lowly of yourself that you don't deserve to make a living and that you don't deserve anything that you want to project it on other people. But these people that are out there fighting for your rights, they have a right to make a living. And if they want to sell you t-shirts to do that, and they want to sell you t-shirts so they can have the time to go fight for your rights, you shouldn't be bitching because you think they're getting something out of it. You should be grateful that someone's willing to do it because most so, of you aren't. You know, I, I actually agree with you there, David, because it's just the only thing is I have a, a much harder time, uh, articulating that to people than you do. Like, uh, I'm, I'm just not the kind of, I'm not like the kind of guy that goes on my YouTube channel and goes, you know, uh, Hey guys, Billy Mays here with blah, blah, blah. And here we are doing this and you should blah, blah, blah. And you know, I'm just not that kind of guy. I just, I show things and I, I let, leave it up to people to make their own decisions and develop their own opinions and they can do whatever they want. And, and look, and here's the thing, like, I don't care what people do. Like I, I want them to be happy. I want them to consume the content and enjoy what they're watching. And yeah, I, I do believe that there's an activism there that, you know, guys like all of us collectively provide and, and uh, yeah, in order to have that ability, in order to have that voice, that act, that activism, yes, you have to, <laughs> you have to literally, you still got to make a living and pay bills. And yeah, a lot of us sell shirts. I mean, like I shall uh, sell man, man cans. Right. I mean, I sell shirts. I sell, I sell, um, you know, I have like my Patreon supporters, just like you guys do. We're pretty much all kind of in the same boat there. Yeah. Are there any other um, questions that you wanted to answer? I don't know if there's some other stuff there that uh, caught your fancy. Actually, I'm probably going to have to run. I've actually got okay. uh, Dietrich here with Skinny Medics giving a class tomorrow, so I'm, I'm being rude. Oh, awesome. To okay, okay. No, that's cool. We can we can wrap it up here. Um, I think we've been going for like close to a good two hours. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to invite you guys to come back on separately and stuff like that. Um, and just for us to have uh, different conversations, obviously, because we're all different people. I thought this was a good place for us to have this. By that, he means he wants to know more about the measurements I was talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, I really want to thank you guys for coming on, you know, and, and I think we had some things in common here that we discussed. I appreciate you both coming on. I know there's been whatever out there, but I, I think that I, I'm personally encouraged that you both came on. And I really do appreciate you guys doing it. And definitely there's an invitation out there for you, Eric and Chad and, and everyone else. 
uh, to come on, mostly just because, the, you know, folks out there would like to um, have an opportunity to talk to you kind of in the way that I do things, you know. So and I get really jealous when I see you on Crowder and it makes me really fucking mad. So <laughs> I'm going to kick Crowder's ass one of these days. <laughs> You know, I'm just kidding. I actually like Crowder myself, but I will. I would like to see you guys come on, and we can have some, you know, some conversations that the, the folks out there would enjoy. Look, I'll I'll reach out to Stephen and and let him know that the interest is there. And I'm I'm sure and he's a real easygoing guy. I'm sure he'll you know get with you and all. And I'll I'll pass the pass the contact along. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, you you want to go on Crowder, Yankee? Uh, I don't know who you Crowder go on is. Crowder? Stephen Crowder, Louder with Crowder. Look him I up. I think I might have heard of it. I do all. I'll do any show that asks me. That's what I always just say. I don't ever go out and actively look to be on someone's show. But anybody that asks me to be on, I'll usually do it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't fishing to get on Crowder, but I'm not going to say no. I'll go well, on I'll, it. I go on any place. Yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah, I, I like what he does. He he um he entertains me. He amuses me. I, mean, I even I watch him when he goes on Rogan. So I watched Joe Rogan. He was on there the other day. I mean, I my goal is to be heard. So. Yeah, absolutely. And with, with with you, Yankee, I would definitely like to you to come back on because there's so many things that I think, uh, you know, people I don't know if people know this, but I actually met you at one of the shot shows. Not this year, a couple of years ago. And we talked mm-hmm. for like three hours. Do you remember that? Lola was mad. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what the hell is wrong with you people? You know, because we were just talking in the middle of shot show. and We weren't looking at guns. So I think people will enjoy us talking about a lot of different things. Take a break sometimes there. Well, yeah. you know, I, I do want to say something funny about that. So at one point I I had mentioned that like I had never met Dave before, Yankee Marshall. Uh well, yeah, there's only one Dave here, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, right. At one point I'd mentioned I'd never met him, but it turns out I made myself a liar there because he came up to me like all clean shaven, and apparently he knows that he met me and I didn't recognize him and didn't put two and two together. <laughs> because when he goes to the shot show, he, he shaves himself and, 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 you know, goes through all that. Well, I don't know. You know how yeah, many- he goes stealth. He goes stealth mode. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he goes in stealth mode and I may not have recognized who the heck I was talking to. And that's oh. a shame because if, if I didn't put two and two together, I, I much would have rather him been like, hey, uh, by the way, dummy, it's me. And then I would have been like, uh, oops, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't ever really talk to anybody at shot show if I don't already know you. Yeah. I don't know how we wound up talking. I think I recognized him and I was like, Hey, you know, I watch your stuff and all that. He probably had no clue who I was. No, I I had it. Oh, okay. You were the black guy from gun chat from the gun channels on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I remember the first time that I met. That was pre Schwell. So there was only one of you then. (laughs) It's only me, Schwell, Colin Noir. There's not a lot of dudes. Um, You know, um, you know, we've also got Kevin from NOC firearms. So yeah, there's not a lot of people. I remember the first time I met uh, you and Lola, and it was at Shot Show that one year at uh, what was that damn what was the name of that damn place there on the strip that we met at? What was the name oh, of that? Senior was it Senior Frogs? Senior Frogs, that's yeah. right. And uh-huh. I remember Lola coming up to me, and she was so friendly. And I remember at the table eating dinner that night. I got on Facebook, and I and if you look up the Facebook that uh, post, I guarantee you can go back and find it still. Yeah. But I remember I made a Facebook post, and I said I just met this guy, Hank Strange. He's a really cool guy, and y'all need to subscribe. And I, I remember like supporting your channel the night I met you, and it, it was a great feeling to know that I was helping you guys. Absolutely, out. you did. I don't think I had a thousand subscribers at that point. I had like seven hundred or something like that. Well, so and you got me in trouble after we first met. Yeah. You got really? me called a racist and all this other stuff. Because <laughs> you did a video where you showed your car or something in front of your house, and I said, "Well, that's an awful nice car for someone with that fucking ghetto porch." 
Oh yeah, that's okay. Yes, yes. You're mad at me for saying that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I remember this. So two, I do remember these two things. One, I remember Eric doing that because I didn't even have a thousand subscribers, and the next day I was still at Shot Show, and like my subscribers were going through the roof, and I and I appreciate that. That's the kind of person that Eric is. That's what I'm always trying to tell people. He's a good guy like that. Um, also, another story about Eric is that the last time we were hanging out somewhere, uh, we were doing something. I think with Brownells or something, and. Um, I didn't eat because I don't eat certain stuff. I think everyone was eating shrimp. And um, so I wasn't going to eat shrimp. And they actually actually had to order something. And Eric refused to eat until I ate. And this was like literally two hours. He sat there with his food getting cold. And I felt so embarrassed. And I was like, would you please? He's like, no, where I come from, you don't do that. And then Chad was like, where I come from, we fucking, I fucking eat. <laughs> But so it was funny. It was cool. Um, and then, yes, with you, Yankee, I think I did a video where um, I was on. The, Lola got mad about this because there was something, I think, wrong with the porch or whatever. She's like, why do you always have the porch to was up? all fucking jacked up? You got this really yeah. nice car and you had this temporary <laughs> porch. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's why she was mad, because I spend my money on guns and cars. You know, and Lola likes to spend money on those kinds of things. And that's what I was saying to people about money and spending money on this stuff. And Lola, the funny thing about it is Lola kept saying, like, why the hell do you do videos on this porch? And I was like, I don't care. I don't see what's wrong with the porch. You know, and then you said something about it and people jumped all over you. But I think what I realized about you, Yankee, is that, you know, I don't think everyone gets it that this is kind of your thing. And I don't think most of what you do comes from a bad place. You know, this is the way that you see the world. I don't expect everyone to be the same. And, you know, I'm not offended by it. And I think it's partly what you were saying that, you know, people get too easily offended. But I don't think you came from a bad place with that. So well, I, I, I just thought your porch was awful ghetto. Yeah, it was. It was ghetto. It was jacked up. And then you, Lola, you, know, you, you have to judge a man by the quality of his porch now. You know, if a guy's got a porch, it's a. Collapsing in now. I don't know. I don't know if you can trust that guy. Man. Let know. me tell you, Lola went out so she was so bad. She so she was like, "See, I told you, you don't listen." And she went out and got a new list. You know, honestly, I'm like that, dude. I'm really. Yeah, yeah. She thing. commented. She was one of the first people to comment. She was like, "I told him that porch was awful." <laughs> I just I'm ghetto. People don't realize that that I'm I'm ghetto ass. So I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I'm the kind of person I will live out of my car, but drive a Ferrari. You've been to my house, right? Yeah. You have. Yeah. You've seen my house. Yeah. It's not ghetto. It's really nice. You, I know you live out in the country, but it's I'm nice. A redneck, man. Yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's some cool rednecks out there. You know, you're one of them. So anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get mushy. Lola's giving me, see, now she's over there telling me stuff. Lolo, you want to, do you want to come in? If you want to make out, I'll leave. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's oh, she's always over here. Lola's always trying to be the boss of me. I don't know what her deal is. I mean, you're not the boss of me, woman. I'm just. I think she is. Yeah, she's I hear you, fucking woman. <laughs> yeah, she's the boss. So anyway, listen. Yeah, we do have to wrap this up. I know Eric has to go. I'm sure you guys have to go. Yeah, Let's do some more stuff. Yeah, and also let us know. Like well, this conversation we had should be continued. We should do stuff. Sure. Let's all get together and make and make what we were happen. What we were saying happen. How about that? Sounds good to me. Mean, oh, right. I gotta go cook dinner. My kids have been yelling at me through awesome. the door for the last Okay, night. so we are out of here. I'm gonna end the broadcast right now. Hold on one second, guys. We're out of here. Thanks for joining everyone. We appreciate it. Peace. Have a good one.